Okay, so and um, this week, no. episode 98. No. 98? 99? 99. 99, episode 99. We've been doing this for a hundred years. Woo! Why? What? Why not just get on with it? I am going to get on with it. I was just introing the show. We can't have an intro. I can't just... Look, right, you've got to just... There's a bit of foreplay that's involved in these sort of things. Is there now? Yeah, there's a little bit of foreplay that's involved in this sort of thing. We have to talk to the audience, get them ready for our opinions, have them get a palate... Like get, give them a give them a tasting palate just so they know they know what's going on, what's happening in our minds. So, Ant, how do you feel about? And I want you to be careful about your opinion on this. Chocolate sponge cake. Um, have you got any? No, but how do you feel? Well, why about the fuck it? are you bringing it up? Where's... Like particularly gelatinous, glutinous, glutinous. Like the stuff that Boris Johnson. The stuff that the French just love to eat. Mm. Brexit it's bread. Brexit is uh, happening. Uh, okay. Right now, Brexit is happening. And how do you feel about Brexit? Did you vote leave or remain? Why? I'm asking a question. It's just a simple question. Just waste of time. What did you vote? Did you vote to leave or stay? Well, no should one... Should I no stay one, or should I go? Only old people voted to leave. No normal people voted to leave? Only old people. Only old people. Yeah. Well, anyway, so leave is happening. There's a bunch of idiots. Apparently quite a decent percentage of them are dead. Probably, yeah. actually, to think about it. Um, so, yeah, so people voted to leave yeah, somehow. Yeah. It was like um, two years ago. Two years ago, and it's happening now. It's happening right now. They're negotiating how we're going to trade, and people think that's going to affect every field that we love, that we review. Video games, movies, TV, all that stuff involves an intricate network of media-savvy people transporting, renting, and supplying goods to each other so that these things can happen. Video games in particular... We're a service-based country. Our biggest export is people. We've said this before. How are we going to make video games? We can't import, export the right people. We can't. We can't outsource all those games testers anymore. There's going to be a bunch of new games testers jobs. But I hear you say that's a good thing because we need more jobs. That's not going to be the case, though, because what they'll do is just ex- they'll just take everything overseas where it's cheaper. They already have. I mean, like, they'll take, like, like EA and Guildford will go overseas. They've already taken most of EA overseas. Well, I just ruined my point, didn't you? But anyway, that's besides the point. That's besides the point. What I'm saying is, we're kind of fucked. In every media, we're kind of fucked. And people were acting like this is no big thing. But I'm a little bit panicked about it, if you can't tell. As long as you don't need medication. Or food. Yeah. Or veg. Toilet rolls. Toilet rolls. Or Mm. uh, nurses, doctors. Yeah. Or sovereignty. Or money. They want their sovereignty. That's what they want. Yeah, but no one knows what sovereignty means. I I can tell you. So, so sovereignty. sovereignty We won't have it after this, because... We can't have a say in anything. Sovereignty is an independent nation able to govern itself, which we have always been able to be. The problem is that a lot of people would mistake, mistake things like the human rights. Human rights was one of the things that was a big thing. So like, oh, we have to treat prisoners a certain way, we have to treat terrorists a certain way. These are part of the treaties and agreements that we have in place. Everyone follows them, the Geneva Convention. But somehow, idiots were convinced, well, okay. So everyone who is, who is practicing within, a, everyone who's within the UN, operates under the Geneva Convention. Most of the people under the UN operate under the Geneva Convention. Anyway, so there's human rights, and there's a certain way you have to treat people. And people are like, well, we can make up our own rules. And so there's a lot of these idiots out there that are saying sovereignty. We made up the Human Rights Commission thing. Winston Churchill did it. Leave voters love Winston Churchill because they love to misconstrue elements of various speeches he gave to make out he would have loved to leave EU. He was one of the people who set it up. He wanted it, yeah. Um, this, but this but is anyway, the sovereignty. We're a podcast about games and stuff. I know, we're going to talk about that. This is, this is key to that. We actually do need to, do need to consider this going forward. But anyway, that's, 
All right, listen. So, all right. So when it comes to this stuff, and people are saying a lot of silly, silly arguments, one of the biggest ones I'm worried about is people that don't understand food. Food and items, and like you said, toilet rolls, medication, stuff that they use. 99% every single of our toilet roll comes from EU trade deals. So, what we're... Up shit crack. Up shit crack. Um, uh, my biggest problem with this is I just... I ain't going to go back to that Morrison's toilet roll. My biggest, my biggest question is, and again, I've asked this question to you before. I've asked you to take the role of the villain of the piece, just so I could ask you this very simple question. But why are people doing it? How are people so stupid that they believe someone like David Rees-Mogg, who David Rees-Mogg, what's his real name? Jacob Rees-Mogg. Jacob Rees-Mogg. Sorry, I'm getting him and David a guy who combined. has turned up to political parties with his nanny in the past. He's like, "Where's Wally?" Has just decided, "Fuck it, I'm not going to hide anymore." Mm. He is an idiot. But people seem to think he's some big important thing. It's because he's rich. Yeah, but a lot of the people that are rich and in politics are idiots. Yeah, he is. Someone said Boris Johnson was a good politician. No. Like, how can someone think Boris Johnson's a good politician? Because they're impressed easily by idiots. The sort of person who would vote for So basically what you're saying is Labour Labour needs to get a magician to run their party. Mm. And then people will be like, you know what? Just look at the policy. Look at the policy right here. Don't look at my hands. Look around the policy. Just look, look at the policy wait, directly look, right here and see look, what policy you is. You wanted Brexit. I'm going to just like, reach um, behind your ear and here's what you wanted from Brexit. It's a coin with Brexit on it. There you go. That's yours. Now we're in Brexit. But just for you, everyone else can be in the EU. Oh, but I'm in the UK. I don't want people in the EU. That's fine. Keep holding your Brexit coin. Yeah. Keep holding your Brexit coin. And then what you can yeah, do is... Yeah, it's worth 37p. Yeah, and your blue your blue mm-hmm. passport means you can only travel in the UK, but you will have to pay a toll going between counties. Everyone else can keep their old passports, go wherever they want, but you in particular, you voted leave, you want leave, here's your blue passport, you won't ever see an immigrant, you know why? We've blinded you. Now, go about your business. And that's it, that's all they need to do, right? Just, yeah, give them blue passports, will be fine. Or just call the whole thing off because it's a fucking shambles and we're never going to get the deal that people were expecting to get because we're never going to be able to be part of the well, free market. they couldn't agree what they thought the deal was going to be. Yeah. It's oh. going to be sorted out over afternoon oh, tea. God, we're not going to be... We don't want to be part of the free market. No, no, no. We don't need fruit, veg or any of those things. We want Dover to be a fucking nightmare. We want the whole country to be a car park so we can still... needs bananas. going to eat. Oh, Boris Johnson's fucking... Within the EU, they say we've got to have bananas with a certain angle to them. It's like, no, that's not true. That was an anecdote. You're just winding people up. The truth is that you have to have food to a certain standard because people deserve to eat food that isn't a fucking toxic nightmare. You cunt. And your first review this week. Um, what am I going to review? I don't know. Have you seen some Super Sentai, I'm assuming? No, no, I've not finished any no? Super Sentai, Kamen okay. Rider or Power Rangers. Have you watched any Been films? in Edinburgh for half the bloody time. Oh, what did you get to in Edinburgh? Um, played games. Why not review Edinburgh? Listen to kids screaming. Why not review Edinburgh? No, you don't review places. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, because most of the places in the UK. <laughs> Scotland's alright. Do you know if you live in Edinburgh for like three years, you can get free university? Like college course. And your prescriptions cost literally nothing. Yep. It's nuts. Scotland. It's a great place. Oh, it's nice. It's cold. It is cold, but I like the cold. Mm. You've got a lot of ivory. That's yeah, a plus. That's, that's a good plus. One of the other things about yeah. Scotland is that uh, they voted to remain because they're not cunts. Yeah. Anyway, and also they knew that the um, environmental laws that you govern us with are actually beneficial to us. And they don't actually govern us. They're, we agreed to follow these rules because it's better for the environment. As soon as Brexit was voted, we started fracking. How fucking insane is that? Fracking is happening in the UK now. We're not a big enough country to we destroy the environment. For years. I know, but we're fracking now in land that isn't offshore. We're not doing any mm. of the fucking weird shit that destroyed coral, re- coral reef and stuff like that. We are just fracking in conservation land. 
No, it's a fucking joke. Anyway, Ant, sorry, your first review. Oh, you were getting to the point. Fuck's sake. Right, I suppose I'll review. Yep. Uh, let's review the first half of the new series of Walking Dead. Because it's on its break now, isn't it? It does its four-month break, or whatever it is, or three-month break, before the next half. Um, they got a title sequence now. A new one. Yeah. It's taken eight years. It's hmm. fair enough. Yeah. Whatever. Um, they've dropped that dead weight that was Andrew Lincoln. Uh, yeah. You know, he's fine. Right? He's Rick. He's Rick Grimes, but there's only so far you can take the character in Walking Dead, isn't there? He's like, you know, he's gone through his, I've gone a bit too extreme arc and I'm getting back to being the way I should have been all along, being a bit nicer arc, and then they kill him off in inverted commas, where he's like, they're setting him up for his little trilogy of movies they're going to make over the next couple of years, aren't they? That really annoyed me. Really? Did you think he was going to die? I was hoping you would. Really? Yeah. No. No, you gullible moron. Well, no, I'm not saying you I was sweet, gullible. sweet, gullible I kept, fool. I kept, so here's, here's like, I, I haven't watched all of season nine. I just watched... They're going to kill him off in the comics before too long. I reckon he's going to wait to issue 200 and then kill him off. Might kill him off. Glenn him. Glenn him. Yep. Glenn him But um, it was, it was a nice way they built over it. That, that last few episodes, they had a nice build up to the thing, a nice dramatic finale, went all bits weird and kooky, and they did some weird stuff visually for that last episode where he's all like having weird dream sequences and stuff, which is nice. It's all a bit different, you know, gives it a nice bit of visual change yeah. for once. Um. It did kind of rush along a bit, though, cause compared to where Walking Dead normally does, anyway. Because there was stuff like um, with what's her face, the trash woman, can't remember her name. Yeah. Um, the one from one from what's that awesome Lucky McKee film, The Woman. Yeah. Yeah, she was in that. She's awesome. Didn't she play Pollyanna the, uh, McIntosh? Crazy woman in that? She's the one that was locked up. She yeah. wasn't crazy. She was a savage. She was a she lived in the woods and they kidnapped her, like her and treated her as an animal. Yeah. Well, they was, were trying to. They were trying to. Not sanitizer. What's the word? No, they just he wrapped, locked her up and used her as a plaything because he thought basically he owned her. Yeah, that's the whole point. It's about men thinking they own women. I thought that was women's bodies. Have you not seen the film? I have I've seen the it. woman, but there's another film where the guy is like a Christian and he tries to tries to help sanit not sanitizer again. That's the wrong word. Tries to help uh, acclimatize her to normal life. No. Released the same year, and I think also called the woman. No, no. Yeah. No, I just think you got different. You, you missed the point in the woman. No, there's another yeah. film that's like that, but I think the woman he keeps her out in the shed or like a barn. Yeah, yeah. In this one, he keeps her in the basement. Yeah, yeah. massive difference. Massive. Yeah, geographically speaking. Yeah. Ge- <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Right, so, um, yeah. There's uh, that first half of the season was more Walking Dead, like how it's always been. Um, the last few episodes though were really like kind of refreshing, neat, and different. Yeah. Um, there's been like six years passed, and you get this feeling that stuff's happened. In between, and they fractured apart, and maybe they like at the, before Roy and Rick, like you know, semi blows up. Um, they were talking about you know drafting laws for the regions to follow and making sure they all live together in these set laws. And then some stuff goes wrong, and they all sort of get shot by it. And they've obviously split apart and splintered away from each other. Um, and a couple of them are still talking. Some of them still talking behind their back, but it's basically all comes down to um, Michonne not wanting to. Not really having the balls to bring the group together. She's kind of scared that she's going to mess something up, I think. Mm. Um, but, you know, you've introduced some new characters here and there. They've aged up a few of the younger characters, so they're now teenagers in it. And they got Judith now, a, you know, a young lady walking around. She's like seven years old, or well, must be about eight by that point, I would have thought. It's not really a good like idea of how much time has passed in Walking Dead since the first series, is there? No. 
kind of weird. I mean, I figure it's been six years and then there's the six-year leap forward. I think it's been longer than that because you mm. look at how quickly Carl ages. They had to... Well, Carl's meant to be like 12 in the first one. Like, yeah. they, I don't think they specifically say his age, but you're supposed to be about 12 and then by by the time he dies, he's like 18 or something. Really? He's definitely older than 16 by... He's, he's about 18 by the end of it, I'd say. See, that's the thing that they fucked up with the TV shows, that they didn't jump time. So, like, they had a lot of... Because, so between season one and two, it's literally a week before yeah, they hot, get to yeah, Herschel's farm. Yeah. Between Herschel's farm and prison, it's six months. Yeah. I think the prison was about six months as well. The prison was about six months. And then... Alexandra's just been, they've settled down there and they've been there for years. It's like... Because if you built the thing from when it burnt, like half of it was burnt down. Yeah, and then the tower came down and yeah. ransacked. But um, now they've skipped forward six years and they're bringing, doing the whisperers. <laughs> yeah. Which they sort of hinted at before, I'm pretty sure. I'm sure there was like, wasn't there a group that they found they had like W's yeah, scratched so, into their head? So this was one of the things that... Um, and they sort of abandoned it, didn't they? Well, this is one of the things that... So Frank Darabont, when he left, had four or five years worth of TV plans. Mm. So he had, he had designed it so that it followed the comics because Robert Kirkman um, wanted, the, wanted the TV show to follow the comics as much as it could. Obviously, there'd be some changes um, for a different. I consider the TV series to be the Daryl Merlin Earl universe. Yeah, basically. So, like as if in the comics they didn't quite meet Merlin Earl, but yeah. in the TV series they did, and that switched it on a slightly different path. One of the biggest differences between the comic books and the TV show. So, a comic book a season it moves a lot more. Music's better in the TV show. <laughs> a season in the comic books is is six is six issues. Yeah, they're about. Yeah, and a series in the TV show is twenty two. Well. 16 to 22 episodes. Hmm. The original series was only six. So what Frank Darabont wanted was six episodes per season. Each season would follow an arc of the comics, which yeah, wouldn't yeah. really work for the comics because... For the TV show, sorry, because there were things that people wanted to stretch out. And obviously people like Shane proved to be popular, so they had to they had to introduce a longer story arc for Shane. And it just... It basically... What what was Frank Darabont's plan became, became the bones of the series and then it went on to just be... Hmm. Just be like like a toe of the series. Hmm. And because of that, where he wanted to introduce the Whisperers and have the Whisperers be visually noticeable by having a W scraped into the head, the comic, the the Robert Kirkman, as he stepped on, because Robert, I don't know if you know this, but the legal situation we're walking dead right now is that six people that worked on it over the last 10 years are suing AMC. Frank Darabont and Robert Kirkman, the original creator of The Walking Dead, are two of those people. Really? For billions, like twenty eight okay. million each, or twenty eight. Just get over it. Some, some <laughs> stupid amount, um, and it's because AMC refused to pay them, or they hired other writers and deviated from the story and sort of changed how things went, were working. All that shit. Um, so the Walker, the Whisperers, the W in their head. Basically, the Whisperers to identify each other in hordes of zombies were going to have W's into in the skin mask. So they just have a W scraped into the head and then sewed up. Yeah. They saw that note and they introduced a group of people that basically were just horrible trash people that lived and stank and then had a W scraped into their head. And what they were going to have was Bob Stuckey, when he was introduced into the series, because he's not a character from the comic books, he's only in the series. Mm. Bob Stuckey, you see his intro, he's wandering around, he smells, he doesn't really... The Walkers almost don't notice him by that point. And he was meant to come into contact with this group that were just these mad people that were basically following the hordes. And that had that had been an idea that had basically just come from that template Robert Kirkman left behind. So that's why you had the people with the W script into their heads. Yeah, they were a little group and they got killed. Yeah, they just got killed because they didn't know what they were doing. One was a piece of shit. 
Yeah. What they should and have done. one of them sort of redeemed himself at the end. Yeah, but the problem is that everything gross. everything that happened in that series. And the series, lesbian lady got killed. Yeah, everything that bitch. happened in that series, like, that was the series that Glenn died. But Glenn mm. died a few episodes before that. Mm. And that was a series where where the nurse woman died. But the nurse woman should have died a few episodes before that. Like, everything wasn't earned. Like, it stopped being a series about people's deaths. Like, here's the thing that, that's, that's fucking so insane to me. In the first couple of seasons of The Walking Dead, zombies don't just sneak up on people. No, you zombies know, like, are very stealthy. Now, zombies, yeah. you don't hear them until they're like five feet They hide in you. trees and they just drop down. <laughs> That's the thing though, like, like a zombie, whenever you see one and they're just wandering through, when like the camera, there's no one around and there's a zombie just walking through the woods, he goes around and just like, snap, snap, snap as he's treading through twigs. The thing is though, like, zombies are boring if you can see them coming a mile away. But Because everyone just goes, So the first three seasons, the reason that they were like getting people was because someone would make a mistake and they would go into an area and there'd just be tons of zombies. They'd be like, oh, fuck, I've been surrounded by zombies. Yeah, and then they figured and it they'd out. Die. So that's why the Whisperers come in, because they guide the zombies. Yeah, so the Whisperers guide the Horde. That's the yeah. whole power of the Whisperers are, that if you fuck with them, they won't come into your place and just kill everyone. They, they can't do that because they don't have the numbers. But what they do have is the number of zombies that they can corral. In the comics, there was a really, really interesting, just, I think it was two panels, and it showed how a Horde begins. And so Rick is running through... Yeah, but it's not the comics, this is the show. No, no, but but this could have been something they did in the series. Because you know when Herschel's Farm happens, this should have technically been how they introed that series. So Rick is running for a house, he's grabbing loads of food and stuff, he leaves the house. As he leaves the house, a zombie sort of comes comes around and, and towards the front door. And he sees it and he pulls his gun and he shoots the zombie. And some zombie like 50 metres away that Rick is never going to bother with hears this and starts walking towards the sound. And instead of him, because zombies... That's how zombies work. Yeah, but because zombies don't stop until they get something or they see something or there's a person there, they just keep walking. And then as other zombies sort of like as he knocks into them or as they hear the zombie walking towards something, they all start following and that's how Horde begins. And there was this great panel where it was literally just Rick taking the shot, the zombie hearing it, start walking towards it, start hitting other stuff, Start hitting other zombies. Other zombies get hit by other zombies, and they all just start walking in the same direction. They just build and build and build like cows, yeah. and that was the whole thing. Because of herds. Yeah, and one of the one of the things that they they recognised was that that as the horde was going, the they herd. wouldn't as the herd was going. Sorry, as the herd was going, there's like a panel in which the guys have been travelling like for ages, and they're at a campfire and they see. Like the they see the herd. That's going not the TV the show, though. I know, but they see the herd going so in the distance, the point? and they say, "I wonder where they're going." Mm. And like, and that's just that's like it's a nice little it's connective tissue that the series doesn't have doesn't have any connective tissue. Glenn fucking dying was so ridiculous because they had that stupid. Why did they try and kill him off? And that what was the point of that? So that he could come back five episodes later, and it was a mid-season finale. They don't know what they're doing, and they're writing the fucking series it's into the ground. Because they want you to think, because they, they know that people are going to be going, oh, Glenn dies around now. So then they tease it. And then when it comes back, that's why they kill What's-His-Face first. Do that, so you think they're going to kill, not if, kill Glenn. And then they, they kill Glenn. Abraham for no reason. Abraham had a meaningless yeah, death. That's okay. That's good. It's Walking Dead. Everyone's got a meaningless death. No, they don't. Hmm. And Carl's fucking death was pointless. He that helped save shit. someone and he showed his dad that you can still save hey, people. Hey, dad, guess what? It's worth saving worry. people. You don't need to worry. You can save people. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I just slit Negan's throat. I didn't know he was going to survive that. But let's pretend he did. He, like, let's pretend I knew that. 
and let's just put him in a cage, shall we? Because my son wrote a letter. I purposefully used that bit of glass like a fucking ninja to slit his throat only deep enough so that he would be able to hold his throat closed and be fine. That's okay. It is ridiculously shit now. It's been shit for seasons. What happened? You're just picking well, holes because you're a loser. I'm not just picking holes because I'm a loser. I'm picking holes because it doesn't work. None of it works. There was an episode in which Jesus saved him. We, I had this. I had. I fucking hated this. And we spoke about this before. There's the episode where they find the barn and 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 fucking Daryl's looking around. And he sees a Bible on a stool and there's literally a beam of light going oh, down no, in the they Bible. Use symbolism. <laughs> Shooting down on the Bible, and there's zombies at the door, and they're shaking the doors. Just don't like writers who use subtext. It's not subtext if they do it that way. It's just text. Mm. (laughs) Fucking zombies shaking the door, and the whole barn's shaking. They're all like, "Oh, we're not going to make it. We're not going to make it." And what happens? They're holding the doors, and the little fingers are coming through. It's all tense. It's all tense. What happens? They go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> and they wake up the next day and hundreds of thousands of zombies, or however many were coming, have all been swept away by the water and killed by logs yeah. because of Jesus and yeah. God. And somehow a barn made of tissue paper has survived this onslaught of it's nature. A good barn. Oh, fuck's sake, that fucking series, dude. You just get upset about stuff because you're um you're bad at stuff. <laughs> I get upset at stuff. The show's fine. It can do stuff like that. It's a TV show. I know, but come on. It's fine. It's fine. You've got no sense of fun in you. You want all TV shows to be all logical <laughs> boring. I want them to understand something like plot. It's fine. Or, you know, storytelling. It's fine. Or dialogue would be good. It's fine. I don't know how many pages of dialogue they have, but AMC must have a wall with this just Rick, Kerr, Rick. Neither Rick and Carl are in it anymore now, so you can stop complaining. Yeah, so they'll get someone called Dick and Raul. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely what's going to happen. I'll have Dick and Raul. Hi, my name uh, is Dick Raul, and I'm played by Mandrew. Things you can't can't enjoy stuff, can you? I can't be cynical about it. I can. What's been really good in the new series? Yeah, yeah. I saw the episode in which uh, in which uh, Rick died. Yeah. Little quotation marks there. Yeah, it's a little thing to shake up the group. It's yeah, fine. I'm so glad that I'm so glad that they didn't see the very visible helicopter and woman <laughs> taking them away to. I'm assuming Africa. They didn't, they didn't. because he, that because, was way later. Yeah, I'm assuming that they they didn't see. Well, they didn't look for him then. Great, that's that's yeah. good, isn't it? He swept away miles away, <laughs> and then he survived. Yeah, after losing that much blood. Yeah, because he's Rick. <laughs> Why didn't they just kill him off? I don't understand. Is it just because money? Because they want to make the movie. It's hashtag money, yeah. Yeah. Cool. He'll bring him back and it'll be like, you know, he's taken six years to get back to them and then they'll have a last thing and he'll... I don't think he's ever coming back. Die of AIDS or something. I don't think he's ever coming back. I don't know. I don't know. You just can't enjoy something, can you? You've got to be cynical about it. Yeah, I don't know. No sense of fun. It's a zombie show. What are you frigging picking it apart for? Because it's just not very good. Oh. It's just not very good anymore, is it? Oh. And when the comics... Says the man who puts when, on everything he finds on Netflix. When the comics continue to excel... When the comics continue to excel and tell stories in clear ways, when they are black and white, and, and I would say the lesser of a format, because you can't do as much. When you say subtext, you can't really get subtext in, in comics. You can get slight... Yeah, you can't get subtext in comics. Really? <laughs> 
You get plenty of subtext in comics. The Black Panthers, the Black Panther comic was based on the Black Panthers. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. Black Panther comic existed before the Black Panthers existed. Actually, it beats the first juice of them being called the Black Panthers really? by about a year. Right. Yeah. Kiss the day. Think you know it all? Because you've read some cracked articles. No one reads cracked anymore. It's bullshit. No, they don't. No, no one does read cracked. No. They used to when it was a comedy website. Yeah. Anyway. Ten years ago. You kids today can't enjoy stuff. What are you going to review now? Hmm? Um, so, like you, it's I'm wasting review, time. I'm going to review the first part of a series All that right. finished. It's got its mid-season finale now. All right. Yeah, mm-hmm. good place season three. What well, a good place. Yeah. Is it finished the mid-season thing? It's done the mid-season now. Is it? And it is fantastic. Eh, never heard of it. You've never heard of The Good Place? Well, let me tell you about The Good Place. It's a show with Ted Danson in it. It is a show with Ted Danson! Because they wish they could have Danny DeVito. They all have Danny DeVito. Ted, blackface Danson, the costume wouldn't fit him. Um, Ted, Whoopi Goldberg, birthday party, blackface Danson. It's okay, his girlfriend was blank. <laughs> so anyway, so The Good Place, uh, for those who don't know, I've reviewed it before on this programme. I think I reviewed season one and season three. They, they haven't done a mid-season break before. But it's rising popularity, so I'm guessing that they're trying to get it out quickly. So and they've got more episodes than before. They've got more episodes as well, yeah. So um, season one was a story of um, of Eleanor finding out, Eleanor Shellstrom, finding out that she had been sent to the good place after dying in a horrific accident involving trolleys in a supermarket and a margarita mix. No way. Um, upon death, she is sent to the good place, but really, she's quite a shitty person. Um, there are other people in The Good Place. You get to know them, including Jason. You know the premise of The Good Place. It's the bad place. Tahani. Cheedy. Oh, yeah. no, they find out they're in the bad place. They find out they're in the bad place. Yeah, we've already seen... We know it's... So by the end of season one... What Doesn't they... matter. You're viewing season three. Oh, I don't know, man. So by the end of season one, they find out they're in the bad place. By the end of season two, they found a way out of the bad place by agreeing to relive their lives to see if... They had somehow become better people and were able to score enough points to get into the good place normally. In this season, Mm -hmm. it starts off with them living that life. Ted Danson is interfering with their existence. So he accidentally tells them that there is an afterlife and reveals to them that everything that they know about the world, because they're still alive at this point, they're they're back to being alive. Everything they know is wrong and there is a points-based system in which they will be decided whether or not they are going to the good or the bad place. Okay, That's just meddling. Now, well, that's what happens is because they now know that they are relegated to going to the bad place. There's no way to avoid it now. That bastard Ted yeah. Danson. He didn't want to do that. It was an accident. He loves these guys. They're actually his friend. He's a demon technically, and he has a robot named Janet. Not a robot. She's not a robot, mm. but uh, she's named Janet, and she she helps him sort of help them because she knows everything in the universe she's essentially like a supercomputer not he did a computer. it on purpose he wants them to go to the bad no, place no 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 he doesn't because otherwise he won't have any friends so what we found out at the end of season 3 and I'm going to spoil it a little bit for people I recommend you watch this because the season is so fucking funny there's so much more than the words I can say because they do they use real philosophy and stuff like that so there's, there's actual philosophy in the programme so you learn a little bit as you're watching without really realising um, and also there's a guy named Kunt, and I get one to call him Kunt. Anyway, so... That's the joke. I know, I know. Yeah. Emmanuel Kunt. Yeah. Um, so, um, <laughs> anyway, so by the end of this season, they found out that no one gets into the good place. Someone hasn't gone to the good place for 500 odd years. And the reason is that there's a massive bank of, of accountants. There's tons of them, led by Stephen Merchant 
who is great. He has a great cameo in the last episode of this season, or this part of the season. And uh, and every time someone does something new, it's assigned a points value. And they have different people all over. And then there's one guy who's who's weird sex things. And they're watching something new be created. So they're like, okay, look, look, someone right now, they're creating a new thing. So he's hollowed out eggplant, okay. And he's filled it with hot sauce and nickels. And it's not a sex thing. You know, often when these things happen, it's a sex thing. Now, because there's coins involved, we take that over to American, oh, no, it is a sex thing. Okay, that goes over to Reg. And there's a guy, and he just pops over his cubicle. He looks a bit like the guy from the four shorts, you know, the, the mm. guy that he lived with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he just pops his head over and he goes, Hi, I was, I was wondering if you got to looking at my, uh, at my, my regulation for my, I am uh, And Steve Merchant goes, The one where you wanted to kill yourself? And he goes, Yeah, have you got around to looking at it? He goes, He goes, Yes, request denied. Get back to work. <laughs> And the guy, the guy, just for a split second, just has one of those twinges that looks all too real, where he's just like, and then just ducks back down. <laughs> Stephen Merch is like, great sense of humor, <laughs> and it's stuff like that. Like yeah. there are there are loads of really good jokes, and and uh, and no, they didn't want Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito wouldn't really work in the role. Ted Danson is very good because he is still charming. You saying Danny DeVito is not very good? Char- Danny DeVito is mad. <laughs> He's insane. And there has to be a certain level of charm and clarity to playing this role. Saint Dante is not charming. He's not no, he's, I'm not saying he's not charming. I'm saying he's a mad goblin man who haunts people's nightmares. He revels in being that. You know Dane DeVio fucks. He does. That woman from Cheers. Rhea Perman. Connects us all up. Yeah, he's married to her. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah, which connects everything together. They split up for a while, but then they got back together. Well, who else are they gonna fuck? Dane DeVio Fox Hoos. Hoos. Yeah. Did you ever watch Taxi? Yeah, years ago when I was a yeah. kid. Do you remember Andy Kaufman's character? Yeah. You remember when he left and he they kept finding his stuff around the place? And there was the episode where he had the leaves that had cocaine leaves. Uh, he had the, sorry, cookies with cocaine leaves in it. Hmm. And Christopher, Christopher, Back to the Future, played Doc Brown, can't remember his name. Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd. He takes one out and he, and he smells it. <laughs> And he like does the whole thing. He goes, and, and what are the effects of somebody eating one of these cookies? He goes, well, they'd be attracted to people they're not normally attracted to. And obviously, Danny DeVito in his younger years was oddly enough uglier than he is now. <laughs> he was very weird looking, very shiny. He was very bald. He's fine. Danny is a uh, handsome fella. And this woman walks over and she just smells him. She goes, you know what? You have the you have the sweetest little ears. And he's like, don't call the police. I'll I'll confiscate the rest of these cookies. I'll deal with this. And it's a great little bit. Anyway, back to The Good Place Season 3. It is one of my favourite things to watch right now. It's fantastic. I watched the last episode a few times, just because I do that every time with The Good Place. I end up watching it on my commute, and it's it's just fantastic. I really, really like it. It's a very smart show. It's a lot smarter than it ever needed to be, and it's a bit like Always Sunny in Philadelphia in that sense, but more on Always Sunny in Philadelphia later. I give this to Tom Atkins. And your review. Your review, man. Oh, what am I going to review? Jesus Christ, like I've done four things. You keep complaining and not reviewing. Uh, uh, new series of Doctor Who? Yeah, how's that going? Just finished today. <gasps> new series. Tell me about it. I really like it because it's really upsetting the... Well, I'm going to assume they're Brexit voters. Let's just assume they're Brexit voters. It's that sort Penis of person, isn't it? It's a dragon. God. There's no use showing that sort of stuff on a podcast. It looks it's like an audio, but I've explained to you visual elements don't work on a podcast. People can hear us. Anyway, new series of Doctor Who. It's upsetting all the idiots, um, and that's good. Yes, I heard Lots about of them this. getting angry about, like, not my doctor, yeah. and all that. It's fine. 
You it's might as funny. well face it, you're addicted to um, love. Series looks really lovely. Yep. And every complaint I've seen levelled against it is a sort of complaint where I'll just be like, shut up. Like, for what, I've had people complain that they haven't had loads of the legacy monsters, you know, all the classic monsters that you know from Doctor Who. Yeah. Cybermen and Daleks had none of them in the Isn't whole series. Isn't that because they got rid of all those things? It doesn't matter. No, they didn't have any plot device for that. They've beaten the Daleks a million yeah, times. Yeah, I was going to say, didn't they actually just wipe the Daleks out last time? No, no, it's been a million times where that's been done. Okay. Um, the whole point of the whole frigging war thing that was supposed to have happened was that the Daleks got wiped out from time. Nonsense. But, um, yeah, they had none of the legacy monsters. No Slavine, no Cybermen, no um, Autons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. Bring, bring the Autons back. Um I just concentrated on nice individual little stories that had a little message going on in them. You know, and the nice, more personal level stories. I really like that. Um, there's an episode about Rosa Parks, which everyone raves about, which is basically an episode of Quantum Leap. And that's the sort of thing I've been wanting from Doctor Who. That was the one that annoyed the racists. Yeah. So yeah, like, I don't want my history in my Doctor Who! Doctor Who's been about history. The very first series of It was Doctor an educational program. Yeah, it was designed to teach kids about history and stuff and about moral quandaries and, you know, civil rights and all this sort of stuff. That's what Doctor Who's always been about. They need to suck it up. And this is what the show's got back to because the last few series have really, like... Actually, the whole of the new run really has lost that. They, the, new, the new run has been mostly about... Like, you know, big, flashy, silly adventures. It's all been about, hey, we've gone to World War Two, and now there's Daleks. And, you know, oh, we've gone to an amusement park and here's the Cybermen. And it's like they had fun episodes and stuff, but it just... It was an endless series of people sacrificing themselves for the Doctor, like shoehorning in really, like, odd stuff all the time. Like, it was always... They couldn't do a story where it was like, the Daleks are here because of a very specific reason that works for this particular story. A lot of the time it was like, we're in a location, what would make it scary? Daleks are in this location or something. Or the Ood or whatever. And all these, you know, they did create some new monsters, but it was it was like they just wanted to just keep using the monsters again and again because that's what the kids love. So they want to sell toys. This series probably isn't going to sell many toys. There's not much... No. Going on with the that. first series actually had a ton of toys. It did, yeah, rubbish yeah. toys. Well, yeah. Do you remember the friggin' what's her face? The skin thing, <laughs> just a just stretched skin on a frame. There was a toy of that. Really? Yeah, there was two versions. of it. There's a variant that was all her burnt up. Oh yeah. Yeah, so you'd have dead skin. I remember that. <laughs> that was from the Christopher Eccleston yeah. series. Yeah. 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 She was played by the mum from my family. Yeah. And the yeah, um, can't remember her name. The woman who taught Harry Potter to fly a wand. Yeah. Yeah, but um, she was quite attractive in her young years. Yeah, probably. I don't know. You pervert. You, you're perving over Hermione like usual. Um, but this series, like, they focused Legal. on monsters. They made monsters and stuff that were specific to those episodes. Yeah, and they served the purpose for those episodes. They thematically worked with whatever the story was being told, and that's good stuff. Like the Rosa Parks episode, the bad guy was just a time traveling racist. He just didn't like black people having rights, so he traveled back in time to a time to a key moment in civil rights movement to fuck it all up for people and I like that sort of shit it's, I want more of that I want more Doctor Who going to the past and making sure history works the way it's supposed to because it gives that sense of history means something like you know the idea of preserving history is a better message to send to kids than stuff like hey what if World War 2 had fucking Daleks in it because Russell T Davis especially relied a lot on that Chibnall was very not Chibnall um, Stephen Moffat was very I'm creating a big legacy thing and there's going to be stories that go on for months and months and months in this. And I just want a weekly episode 
where you can drop in and you can watch a nice little interesting story. Um, and Jodie Whittaker's really fun as Doctor Who. She's like super inquisitive about the whole thing. She's just really excited and happy to be there. Also very also, attractive. Yeah, well, it's Jodie Whittaker. She's a lovely lady. She's um, a very attractive lady. I imagine a lot of Americans are getting their first um, experience of thick Yorkshire accents. Yes. Which is funny. Because um, I don't think Emmerdale's a big hit over I in Yorkshire. I think she's probably got subtitles on every episode. But... Um, yeah, she just seems to be like really excited and happy to be in any situation she's in. Um, which like the other doctors have always been like very cheerful, but she like gets gleefully happy whenever there's something she doesn't understand. And it's like, yes, I don't know what this means. Awesome. Uh, let's figure it out. Great. I have no idea what's going on. Mm. Um, Bradley Walsh potting around. It's nice to see him out. Yeah. Doing stuff. It's all right. Good old on Bradley Walsh. He's, uh, yeah, he's a game show host. Get him on a Doctor Who series. Why not? Um, it's a bit weird having like three companions, but it's a lot more like the older series. There used to be more companions in the older series. There's usually like two or three in every series. Um, I do miss Bill though. Bill was like one of the best companions ever in Doctor Who in the last series, and then he gave her one series. Bill, Bill, the one who became a cyber person. Sort of, yeah. There's a thing happens at the end and stuff. I thought it was quite cool that there was like basically a five episode story arc that happens from friggin' Peter Capaldi's season finale. Through to like episode two of this series, mm. which is all about them losing the TARDIS and story events happening, and all this sort of stuff, and him dying, and they're setting up for the, you know, next Doctor being a woman, and the book Doctor is a woman. And we have this story going on from there, and all that. So, what was uh, it with the TARDIS? Because I didn't watch the beginning of this the series. The TARDIS yet. went missing after blowing up at the end of the. Um, and it blew up Christmas special. It blew up because she was she regenerated in it. Yeah, yeah, all stuff all went wrong. And it just went like that and disappeared. And it would end up in some other planet where people had been seeing it as some sort of monument that only appears every now and again because it's not quite phased in place. Mm. Um, but it was, yeah, it was cool because like the last two episodes of the last series, the Christmas special, and then the first two episodes of this series, like one story that happened probably over the space of like three days, which is like a nice, nice thing to do. It's weird to have a story arc that goes from one doctor to the next. Yeah. Um, I think the last time that happened was uh, Tom, not Tom Baker, yeah, Tom Baker's story arc when he dies after falling off the telegraph pole thing and then regenerates into. It wasn't John Pertwee. It was Sylvester, was it Sylvester McCoy? Sylvester McCoy. No, it's not, no, no, it's not Sylvester McCoy. It's Peter Davison. He regenerated into P- Peter Davison, then Colin Baker, then Sylvester McCoy. Oh, okay. Yeah. William Hartnell, Patrick Troughton, John Pertwee, Tom Baker. Friggin' Peter Davison, Colin Baker, Sylvester McCoy. Then you get Paul McCann. There's John Thingy is retroactively chucked in the middle. John Hurt. Yeah, John Hurt. R.I.P. Then Eccleston, Tennant, no. Smith, and uh, Whitaker. You're forgetting one. No, I didn't. Who's in the movie? What? I said Paul McCann, and then there's John Hurt. Oh, is, is it Paul McCann? Him. Yeah. Oh, from Whiffnail and I. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Fuck's sake, I had like a brain fart. Yeah, and his stuff happens entirely in radio plays. Yeah. He's actually the longest serving doctor and has yeah. the most stuff, but it's all like in radio going, plays. Isn't he, totally, yeah, he does the radio stuff every now and again. But um, I quite like that Doctor Who movie from the 90s. It's fun. It's weird. Eric Roberts playing the Master is odd. Yeah, I like that. It's fine. It was very dark, wasn't it? Yeah. I remember it being really dark. I remember being a kid and watching that opening and being like, is this a horror movie? I think they should do one where um, next time the Doctor regenerates, friggin' don't show us what happens. Regeneration happens. And then they just play the two Peter Cushing movies on TV. And then the next one, CGI Peter Cushing, regenerates into the next Doctor. They did a vampire thing, Fit didn't they, in. on the last series? Did they? Possibly. I can't remember. 
Or am I thinking of fucking... Um, there was an episode Superman. where they had some weird house that was haunted and there was just like some weird tree creature living in the, yeah. in the top. They went back to that house. It was a diff- Well, they went back to the set they used for that house. It was the same same location. They repainted it for a horror story <laughs> with witches. Nice. Because I, I was sitting there watching it going, oh, I recognise this location. I know that <laughs> set dressing. I've seen this before. I'm getting that whole freaking, you know, the arrow and flash where you start recognising... <laughs> Where oh this warehouse this is the warehouse from the episode they were on the Flash last week, and uh, the probably the my favourite little gag in the Flash was when they went to one of the other universes one of the mirror universes and um, the hospital was the opposite way round to what it is in Flash and Arrow like they were going you know it's the same room you know it's the same room and it was all just flipped the opposite way round for that world it's clever <laughs> it's dumb little things but um, yeah new Doctor Who's really good I'm happy with it. Yeah, looks fantastic. Is it really? You've been watching it in 1080p it. on your V box, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, it friggin' it's just it's just nice, friggin' really pretty looking. Done special effects are much better than they've been before. And one thing I've noticed in yeah. some of the stuff that I've watched of it, so I haven't actually watched any of the full episodes yet, but lots of the adverts for it and lots of little pieces about it and how it's made. So many more open shots. They're doing a lot of vistas and things, and they're doing a lot more like large sets. Yeah, yeah. Which they haven't done before, because a lot of the time it was like haunted house style, wasn't it? Like, no, you have no, the one street for the Christmas stuff. special and stuff like that. Yeah. And they reuse that same Victorian set for Victorian London. They do that in all Doctor Who's, though. They tend to stick to one location and make sure everything revolves around yeah. one spot. But Whereas um, this has been all over the joint. No, it's just been a lot more landscapey stuff, but yeah. it, just, it just looks better in general. They're shooting on different cameras, and like they're using friggin'. Um, Anamorphic lenses, so you get nice lens flares cool. going on, like the good lens flares, not the, yeah, not, the, not digital lens flares. When like JJ Abrams is like chuck more in, I want more lens flares. Mm. The Scott Pilgrim lens flares, oh, okay. which look really nice. And you get nice wide. There's stretch. one bad one in Scott Pilgrim. There's nothing bad in Scott Pilgrim. The whole film's perfect. No wait, no, so, you're right. No, I, I'm thinking. Yeah, the whole film's perfect. No, not about the film being perfect. I was thinking for some reason I imagined that there was a flare that came down and out from Scott's from Scott. During the during the um, Bollywood dance, but it's not. They're all spraying out from behind him. I was just misremembering the shot. You fucking idiot! I know, right? You almost disparaged Scott Pilgrim versus the World. There, almost. That film's eleven years old now. Yep, it's worrying, isn't it? It's one of the nicest looking Blu-rays you can fucking buy. Love that I've got an American copy. My American copy had this thing where you could watch other films in it. Yeah. What, on the Blu-ray? Yeah, on the American Blu-ray, they tested this um, streaming service thing where you just accessed it and you could watch like Total Recall. Like it had two films on it. It was like a beta trial for yeah. it. Um, I think it had Triple X and Total Recall, and you could just like go into the menu and start playing another film streaming over the internet. Hot stuff. And that was like friggin' two thousand seven. They were testing that out. Do never, remember, never became a do thing. Do you remember the BD Live? Yeah. BD Live services. Oh well, the internet when they just download extra stuff. To yeah. You. So basically, the Blu-ray would have a portal that you could yeah. access, and you yeah, can watch yeah, like yeah, trailers for new films. Do anything with that? Terrible. Yeah. Anyway, um, new Doctor Who. Really yeah. fucking good. Yeah. There's, a, there's a New Year special in a couple of weeks, isn't there? So we'll see that. I like anything that upsets people that are racist. Yeah, I saw the phobic. reviews coming up on Google when I was searching because I was trying to find out what time it was on tonight. Yeah. Because it seems to move, it's, they still move it around too much. Yeah. Um, and it's just like the reviews are all just, not my Doctor Who. My Doctor Who was a My white Doctor man. Who has a penis. He has a penis. Do you remember Doctor Who is very famously known for his very masculine traits? Yeah. All the time, like his fluffy shirts, yeah, and his like you know long scarves, yeah. There's flowers in his hat, <laughs> yeah. Celery, yeah. there's a little bit of celery, very, very masculine. Like, uh, 
There's only one time ever that... Doctor, Doctor Who's a gay icon. He's always been a gay icon. Oh, yeah, because he dresses fantastically. <laughs> yeah. Oh. No Doctor Who's had a beard, okay? Very clean-shaven. He looks after himself. Very neat, tidy person. What's wrong with having a beard? Gay people don't have beards unless they're bears. That's Yeah, I was going to say that bears have beards. Mm. Anyways. Or daddy. Speaking, daddy bears can get away with it. Speaking of You're a silver bears, fox. Speaking of bears Cubs won't have a and beard. beards and sex and gays and bums and penises and vaginies and vaginies. Ew, gross. And dildos in bumholes. Whatever people are into. Let's talk about Always Sunny in Philadelphia, season 13. Oh, right. I haven't watched it yet. You haven't watched it yet. It's not I won't Netflix ruin show, it is it? You. Won't ruin it for you. No, I won't ruin it at all. What I will do is I will speak about the series as a whole and give it some glowing praise because that's what it deserves. It's been fantastic. It's a shorter season this year. It's only 10 episodes. Only 10? Only 10 episodes. Oh, fuckers. And one of those episodes is actually a two-parter. So you see it from one perspective and then you see it from another perspective. And it's a really, really good episode. But um, I'm going to talk about two key points in the evolution of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Um, and that's it. I'm not going to ruin too much, I hope. Because I don't I don't think any of this ruins it. I think it's just points in the series. So you can just keep an eye out for these. So um, have you seen the, anything about the first episode yet? I haven't watched it. You haven't watched it at all. So have you heard anything about Always Sunny in Philadelphia? I know the first episode they're like trying to get a new t- um, gang member and then... Yeah. Thing he just turns up at the end. Cool. Okay, so you know that uh, Dennis, the, Dennis is, is just yeah. They back. just they just drag him back in the first episode. Yeah. Okay. All right. Excellent. So so Dennis at the end of the last series decided to leave because he had a kid and he decided he was going to grow up and change how he was living his life. Um, we come back and the gang. That's not going to work. He's a sociopath. Well, yeah. There you go. Uh, the, he, we get back and the gang has spent three months without without Dennis. Oh. And they're kind of thriving. So. Um, but they're also they're in with a new a new uh, a new mastermind made by Mindy Kaling, mm. who's basically getting them together to do some schemes, do some scams. You know what they're like; they're always trying to make some money, make some cheddar, mm. you know, get up to stuff. Um, so we find that Dee is a functional human being. Uh, she kind looks like of. a bird. Yeah, she does look like a bird. Dee's a functioning she's shrill. She's a functioning functioning human being. Um, <laughs> both both Charlie and um, oh fuck Mac. No, Charlie and Frank. Frank. Charlie and Frank are still living together and doing Jesus great. They don't remember the names. I know, Jesus. I know. I'm fucking. I'm blanking today. I'm just tired. That's the problem. It's been a long weekend. Um, they're both functioning together. They're living together, and everything's going well. Mm. And finally, Mac is fucking ripped. He yeah. looks incredible. <laughs> yeah, you enjoyed that, didn't you? He is shredded like lettuce, I'm and I was hard that. as a rock. Don't give him the attention. He is so hot. He's just trying to get attention. Just... He is. Did you hear his advice on how to lose weight and look that good? Work out. Well, he did an Instagram post and he goes, so basically all you need to do when you want to look this good is wake up every morning at 6 o'clock after, uh, sorry, at 5 a.m. after going to bed at 9 a.m. Make sure you do six hours worth of exercise during the day. Don't eat any sugar. Don't have any carbs. Basically don't eat anything you like. So if you work. Yeah, you can't do it. No. Then he Isn't fa- he supposed to be making a Minecraft movie? He is still making a Minecraft movie, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so uh, the gang are flourishing and, and Mindy Kaling's <laughs> actually a good influence because she knows what she's doing. She's actually trying to make the money and they're like trying to work together. Um, but then Mac t- uh, Dennis just turns back up and he's like, fuck it, I'm back. And like the whole episode, there's been a sex doll of Mac, of yeah, Dennis, yeah. that's been sitting there. And... Um, <laughs> It's just it's just sitting in the bar, and then there's like a they cut turns around and goes back to to the group, and then it cuts back and Dennis is there, and he just goes, 
well, I don't think that's a very good idea at all. And everyone's like, whoa, the doll's alive! <laughs> so it's like, no, I just chucked it back there. That thing was fucking creepy. Matt, get rid of it. I'm back, guys! Never left! <laughs> like that. And, and from there on out, it just, the series returns to its normal format. So it's the guys getting up to shenanigans. There's a few recurring characters. They're back. Uh, they try and do a female version. So you know Ocean's 8? They did the female Ocean's 8 and stuff. There's a yeah. female version on the Wade Box episode. Which is fucking incredible. Made me laugh a lot. Um, the Wade Boggs episode was, is one of my favorite episodes already. It is just a great little, it's like a weird bottle episode, but every episode of Always Sunny is kind of a bottle episode because they have like one set that they do everything in and there's smaller sets. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it's just all on a plane and it's all the same concept as before, but it's just women and it just, there's all these workarounds for female mm. reboots they have to do and it's really funny. Um, and then, and then the final episode is the other one I want to talk about. That's the other key moment. So the beginning and the end. They're two very key moments in the series. So, um, Mac in the final episode is struggling to tell his dad he's gay. That's it. He's meant to. bother. His dad's a bit of shit. Yeah, his dad is a bit shit. But, um, basically, in the last season, I don't know if you remember, there was the, there was the, um, Family Fortunes episode with Keenan Michael Key. Yeah. Um, and he basically revealed that Frank had adopted him as his, his son. And nothing really comes of that. It's like a throwaway joke, throwaway line in that episode. It mm. just makes them seem a bit more creepy than they are. Um, they are kind of creepy, but anyway. Um, and then in the final episode, um, I'm sure you've seen the video of, of Mac dancing. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Frank's reaction. So the whole season, Frank is, sorry, the whole that episode, it's only Frank and Mac interacting for the most part. But basically, Frank is trying to convince Mac to go on. They've made a big float for the Pride Parade, and somehow that's going to make them money. So their float is going to have Mac on it dancing. They need it to be Mac because he's the only gay character. Even though Dennis says that he can do it, they believe the authenticity of it, it means it has to be Mac because it's this big celebration of his sexuality or, mm. you know, there's some scheme behind it where they're trying to make money. And Mac doesn't want to do it because he's struggling with his sexuality on the front of him not having told his dad. So they go and visit his dad and his dad's like, oh, you've knocked some bird up. I knew you were going to tell me this. You've knocked some bird up. You continue my name. You were kind of shit. But at least that kid has a chance of being something good. And he's like, oh, yeah. And then Matt comes back and decides to just run away, even though his dad's in prison. He doesn't really need to worry about it. He decides he's going to run away. And then finally, um, finally, Frank helps him set up the stage and then do his dance in front of all the prisoners. And that is, it, it's one of the most charming and affecting, effective scenes that I've seen in a TV program for quite some time. When we talk about storytelling like a good place where everything is wrapped around philosophy mm. and the idea and, and id and all these other, all these other ideas of how human, the human race acts and, and, and is. And then you've got a program like Always Sunny in which it's people you wouldn't want to be friends with. Interacting in ways you would never want to interact with. You're people. saying they're bad people? They're terrible people. Really? That's kind of the point. Huh? <laughs> and then you It's got, friends, but honest. <laughs> and then you've got this, this episode in which Frank is watching someone dance out how it feels to be a gay man living a lie and also struggling with his religion and regardless of what you take away from that dance it's one of the single most masterfully shot lit edited and 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 just and directed scenes in in tv for a very very long time it's a very serious piece of tv in a very silly show where it doesn't really belong but at the same time, it fits perfectly because you have those moments of mind-blowing entertainment within there. 
I don't think they've ever done anything quite so serious. They're just doing that whole thing to play off the episode where they do the whole dance routine. You think it's going really well, and then it hard cuts to them just being terrible. It's really not. That's what the thing is essentially playing off. They're expecting you to expect a joke. Oh, and they right. don't play yes, a joke. Yes, they yes. play it straight the whole way through. Well, that's that's kind of like because they've done that whole thing before where they're prepping for a dance the whole yeah. episode and they do it and it's the the it's flu a episode is particularly good where they are planning to be the boys to men cover song. Yeah, and they they really are good at singing together because they're all like musically talented, <laughs> and so they're all like in tune and everything like that. And, <laughs> and there's a fantastic scene where Dennis has a little tuning harmonica <laughs> and he blows and goes. Stops. He goes. I may be dying, but I will never be out of pitch. You were, but uh, yeah, probably. Uh, but anyway, so place on the thing. It's definitely just, look at it. Mm. Look at how to breathe. Um, but yeah, so Frank plays the audience in that scene. Mm. I don't know if, if you've seen if you've seen the complete thing. Frank is sitting there. The dad walks away. Frank sees the dad walk away, mm. and he turns back, still completely bemused by what he's watching. And then at the end as Mac is sitting there in this rain-soaked stage that makes no sense in a prison, and he's holding this woman who's wearing this very, very sheer dress that's like just shows off everything. Nice. Just normally where where you get Frank saying something like, I wonder if I, wonder if I can bang her, or I wonder if she's a whore, um, oh. or I wonder if he's tried it, because even though he's gay, he's not that gay, surely. You know, something like that you would normally get from Always Sunny in Philadelphia, he just goes, like, almost crying, just says, I get it. Hmm. And it's fucking phenomenal. Yay. It's always something, series 13. I think it's series 13, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it's just great. It still surprises me. Some episodes, some episodes, they play like older episodes. In particular, there's one in which... Um, it's been a running gag for the last like five series that they keep repeating yeah. schemes. Like the Wade, Bo- the Wade Boggs things in yeah. particular. That's, that's kind of like one. Um they repeat a scheme as if it's going to change this time. It's like there's only so many schemes we could possibly do. Yeah, <laughs> there's a really good there's a really good one about Dennis Dennis finding out that his state status isn't quite what he thought it was, mm. and him trying to integrate with what he deems normal people. And the way that he does it is like a psychopath killing someone. Mm. It's almost like watching the talented Mr. Ripley. If he didn't want to become Mr. Ripley, oh no, sorry, if he didn't want to become Jude Law, he just wanted to be really close to Jude Law. So it was almost Jude Law, but never take over his life. Just be really close to being him. Well, you wouldn't want to take over Jude Law. <laughs> Jude um, Law's an icon. I know, it's hot. Um, but anyway, yeah, so Always Sunny, uh, Series 30. It's not perfect. Mm. Like, the highlights are so very high, and the rest sort of, it goes between it goes between just being good, Always Sunny, and being fucking phenomenal, and then good, Always Sunny. There's no massive dips. It's not like the cricket episode that starts out so well and then builds and builds and builds and then you get this really horrible shitty ending where it's just like oh the whole time he's been flirting and hitting on this dog yeah that episode's like, awesome that episode's awesome until the reveal yeah. that it's a dog yeah it's great <laughs> I'd prefer if if she was like I'd prefer if they did the Always Sunny thing and they wrapped it in tragedy so it's like so it's like as she's standing there it wasn't like, tragic well no it was it was tragic <laughs> It's Cricket's fallen. Like, that's the whole point. Like, Cricket, Matthew Mara, who we knew in the first series, was a priest. Yeah. And he has been horribly broken by the gang. Yeah. I think Cricket might actually be, might actually be, like, the only real-ish person within that TV program. It's awesome. It's good. As long as his life keeps getting ruined, it's hilarious. so bad. Good old Cricket. And always happy to see him. I know. Cricket! (laughs) 
Yeah. You guys don't mind if I smoke some PCP Mangled his in the hand, toilet. got drug abuse, he burnt it's his not face. His hand. He had his hand got all fucked up in one episode. He got all bre- he broke his hand or something. Like he went back in like series six. Oh really? Freaking Asia. It's all sorts do of stuff. The, yeah. Do you remember the Rambo episode where they're like, We're gonna hunt you for sport? <laughs> and you know. Yeah. But you guys aren't gonna kill me. Oh, we're not gonna kill you. But don't get caught. Because yeah. <laughs> you don't want to get caught. Because it's like, of the implication. It's like, I see you fashioned your cane into some sort of tool for stabbing. He's like, yeah, when you live on the streets, you got to defend yourself. It's like, ah, oh, interesting, interesting. Okay. Okay. Run. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just great. It is the, when the series when is When are we going to get um, friggin' Always Sunny in Philadelphia Telltale series? <laughs> They're making a mobile game. Oh, yeah, I saw it's like a bloody clicker thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. yeah, I don't know why. It's just uh, abysmal. I know. I just, but, I want a point and click adventure game with the, of Always Sunny, and it's just, you, you know, just every story is dismal and horrible. Yeah, every ending is that they, it's just like the biker, not the biker, it's just like the uh, Grain Chill game. <laughs> it's like, you're addicted <laughs> to drugs. Yeah. <laughs> you got murdered by a pedophile. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I would say that it's a Julianne Moore. It's not It's not perfect. It's not a Tom Atkins. It's not the best series ever, but it's so close. But I would say Always Sunny, as an entirety of its series, to say it's a Julianne Moore, because the lows can be so fucking bad. When I go back and watch the original series and there's stuff like the game gets racist. That's and the first episode. And yeah, and, and Charlie's <laughs> Got Cancer. No, Charlie's Got Cancer is the first episode. No, the first episode is the game gets racist. Oh. Yeah. Well, Charlie Gets Cancer is the... It's in the first series, right? In the second series, I think, because I think Frank's around for that. No, 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 it's the first series. Yeah, I yeah. can't remember. But um, that was the original pilot they shot, you know? They, they've mm. got like an old DV, mini DV tape version they filmed yeah. as a pilot, and it's the Charlie's Got Cancer episode. God, it's such a good series. I think that, I think that if anything, I do want Charlie and Dee to just start banging regularly, because the episode where they have sex, I don't know if you remember, the, what, what was the fucking episode? It was like something weird, like, oh, that was it. They, they, they all sort of segmented. And yeah. Charlie and Dee ended up hanging out. And Charlie's like, oh, I really want to eat the beaks. And they're like, do you actually want to eat the beaks? And he goes, well, Frank makes me eat them all the time. It's like, why does Frank make you eat the beaks of the chickens? And he's like, because that's where all the nutrients are, Dee. It's like, oh, for God's sake. Charlie, do you want to eat the beaks? No. No, no, I don't. No, I don't. You're a bird. Oh, God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's like, it's okay, Charlie, we're away from them. We don't need to act like that anymore. <laughs> and they just end up having sex. Um, oh, on the episode where they where they become drug dealers by accident, the jockeys. It's like, oh yeah, I sold all my pills. <laughs> he throws in the lump of money. It's like, yeah, jockeys love this shit. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to work here? It's like, so like, yeah. What what sort of thing do I do? Ah, oh, no, I just pick up shit. Oh shit, like this. <laughs> it's like, oh, you pick it up with your hands. Well, it's still the best moment of always. Something in Philadelphia is when they go to school union. They make Mac write his name down on his badge. <laughs> <It's> McDonald. <laughs> it's Ronald McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! The best episode, the best, the best moment for me. Because no, Max, not your first name. No, his first name is Ronald, isn't it? The best, the best overall <laughs> episode is Frank gets a pretty woman. <laughs> Where he's going to marry that prostitute? No, oh, yeah. That jacket. She goes, "Damn, this is soft like dick skin, yeah." <laughs> it's like shop, and the guy's like, "I'm sorry, but we we can't have you can't have you shopping in it." It's like it's like. Oh, you can't have it. That's a shame. Oh, she's pouring coffee all over the clothes and shit. She ends up buying like a grand's worth of jacket. She's <laughs> like, I might be a prostitute now. It's like, oh. So, wait, you're just going to pay me money to look at my feet? Yeah, I'm not even going to touch them. You just want to look at my feet and mess me? Oh, yeah. All right. Okay. Fucking ridiculous. The whole series is great. Always Sunny is great. I, I, 
I don't know anyone who hasn't seen it at this point, though. There's plenty of people who haven't seen it. Really? Yeah, it wasn't really on TV over here, was it? It was like on friggin' FX late at night, hidden away. I don't think it even started on FX. I think it started off on another channel for a while. I think Bravo had it at first or something. Years that was Comedy Central, wasn't it? No, no, Comedy Central never had Always Sunny. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, your review, Ant. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Um, right, uh, I've been playing a game called Iconoclasts. Okay. Iconoclasts. Why does it sound racist? You're racist. Um, it's a game made by uh, Joachim Sandberg and just him. Cool. One person made it. Um, and he took him like eight years to make. Bloody slacker. Um, it's a fantastic Metroid-y platform-y side-scrolling platformer game. Um, really friggin' good. Like, stunningly good. Like, you wouldn't think it was made by one person. Like, he did the music, he did the art, the animation, the friggin' coding, everything, level design. The whole thing is all just him. Um, and he's made like games before on his own, but this is like a massive, bigger game than he's ever done. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've played it for about four hours now, and I'm think I'm as far as I'm aware, I'm not even halfway through the thing yet. Wow! Um, and the animation is beautiful. And you basically you're set in a world where there's like some city off in somewhere that rules all the underclasses, and they rule all the little like villages that are around the world in desert areas and stuff like that. Yeah, and no one's allowed to do stuff like use. Um, be a mechanic they're not allowed to make technology of their own or anything like that they're not allowed to work on technology the idea is is keeping all these little subclasses from learning anything above what they want them to learn so they can't possibly like rise above their station because you know if they did they could be a threat to the government that's running everything and and they treat you like a religion like oh if you use if you do any mechanic work then you'll get you know punished by gods and stuff like that yeah, and basically, there's like the organisation. What they do is they find out someone's been doing mechanic, any mechanic work. They just blow up someone's house, and it's like they make out it's the gods who have done it, and all this sort of stuff. They punish people for you know the sin of like you know embracing technology or trying to learn anything other than what they're told. Um, but the whole world's lifeless; like they can't grow plants and stuff. But there's a little group of people who figured out how to grow plants as well because yeah. they've been studying oh, okay. secretly. But you play a character who. Um, has who has a big old wrench and she fixes things. She does it altruistically and helps people and stuff like that. Cool. She just loves fixing it. Her dad used to do it, but he disappeared years ago mm. at some point for fixing stuff. Obviously, the villains took him. Um, and it's like, yeah, you go around, you solve puzzles, you get your wrench and it gets new skills gradually. Like you can um, charge it with electricity and use it to ride on rails and stuff. You get stun guns and different types of guns, like guns that fire little bombs to blow paths open and stuff like that. Um, and it's really like some inventive puzzle solving in it. Um, there's stuff like you get, sometimes you get doors and use a wrench to open the doors and stuff. And some doors will stick in place. Some will move back. So sometimes you have to move a door out to make it move into a position so you can launch another door through. Yeah. So you can get it to a position you can use it in. Um, some of the puzzles like can be a bit tricky because they span multiple rooms and that can be a bit sort of brain bending because you have to start thinking multiple rooms ahead sometimes to solve things. Um, but it is, it's like a properly enjoyable, fun game. Like, the only roadblocks I've come across as I've been playing it is the stuff that you're not meant to access yet, where you can tell there's some extra skill that you're going to need later. Like, early on in the game, you see a rail that you can't ride with you. You can latch onto it with your wrench, but you can't ride the rail. So, mm-hmm. But then later on in the game, you get the ability to ride those rails. And a, bit that's like, when you, uh, a bit like Bioshock Infinity. Yeah, it's just how games work. Oh, okay. You know, it's just game design, isn't it? 
Well, no, I'm um, just thinking more like the action itself is a bit like Bioshock Infinite. No, the Rise of the Veils in Bioshock Infinite is just a freaking novelty way of getting around. That game's not very good. I like that game. Nah, it's not. Why don't you it's like, like it? It's like, all your special powers and stuff, and every single one is a different form of firing things. It's like every single one may as well just been guns. The original Bioshock's much better. What do you think of Bioshock 2? Never played it. It was shit. I just decided it's shit. Never played it. But no, um, that's that's a uh, that's a <laughs> hot take. But um, yeah, I kind of class. Um, it's not like one massive, great, big open map like you would get in Castlevania or Super Metroid or something. It's like a series of smaller maps, but they are connected. Like you can pass from one into the next area. Um, there must be some breathe underwater breathing power or something that I get later or something because there's some underwater areas that I can't swim down to yet. Um, so I'm guessing I come back there later to explore them because the plot hasn't nudged me in that direction. Um, there's a lot of building up to boss battles and like fun inventive boss battles. There's one way you activate this um, this big old device that's meant to power this underwater base so they can move the base to another part of the ocean Yeah. Um, so the bad guys can't find them. Um, but it gets taken over by one of the bad guys' machines. Like if the machines latch onto, a vi- onto another machine, they take control of it. Um, and you have to fight. There's like a door between you and this other character that's in your party. Because mm. sometimes you have another character in the party and they'll interact with objects yeah. as you're going around. And you have to sort of run up to the door and tag your partner in so they can do stuff on the other side. And then you tag back so you can do stuff on the other side of the boss. It's like a nice way of jumping back and forth between the bosses. And, you know, nice little thing. It's really yeah. good. Um, I don't know what the guy's working on now, but I can imagine him doing a co-op version. This would be pretty rad. Like, I think if they could do something like this with co-op play, because there hasn't been a Metroid game with co-op play. And the way he's got that going with like the boss battles and having your buddies in your team sometimes, you have like an extra partner running around with you who helps you solve puzzles and beat bosses. Like, I could imagine that being expanded to a co-op situation yeah. where you both work together on areas. But um, yeah, it's a stunning achievement for one person to make. Like, it really is. Like, the the sprite animation, everything is gorgeous. It's free on PS Plus right now. Really? Like, yeah. Like on PS4 and Vita. Came out in August on consoles this year. I think it was January on PC. Um, but, um, yeah. Like, shocking. Like, like Assault Android Cactus was really impressive that three people made that game. Mm-hmm. Um, made, like, a brilliant arcade thing. But this is, like, a really brilliantly paced, put-together thing. It's made by one person. And he did everything. And it's all... Like, the music's fantastic. Like, I'm pretty sure um, there's a vinyl of the soundtrack out, I think. I'm pretty sure there is. Um, but it's a really, like, solidly good soundtrack. All chip tune stuff with a bit of synthy things going on. Mm. Um, and it's created an original world. Like, it's a unique... It's not your usual oppressive regime world. It's all built around, you know, suppressing knowledge and stuff rather than some religious things like the Final Fantasy games tend to go for. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, um, yeah, really fantastic game. Give it a go. It's like you can get I'm, it for free. I'm this downloading month. it right now. You penis. I'm using technology. I'm going to download it on your review. Yeah. I'm going to just. If you're downloading PS Plus games, download Onrush. That's fun. I've downloaded Onrush yeah, already. Onrush is a lot of fun. It's not like your normal racing game. I've heard great things. It's also VR compatible. Oh. Anyway, yeah. Um, you review some. Only on Vita, that one, isn't it? Oh, fuck's sake. Yeah, I could download it to my Vita TV, but I can't be able to switch the thing on. Hey, that was a present from someone who cares. We'll have to plug it into things. You son of a I bitch. I don't have the storage on there for you it. You son of a bitch. I filled it up with PS1 games. Oh, you son of a... Okay. Yeah. All right, I understand. Review stuff, you flaccid wank. I mean, that wasn't even really trying, was it? 
I'm going to bring you my A game. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to review a film that came out yesterday or the day before. I can't remember. Um, so I saw Mortal Engines today. Yay! Do you know about Mortal Engines? Yeah, it sounds really good. No, but I mean, like, have you read the books? Of course not, because I don't read fucking teen fucking novel. You you read your Hunger Games and your Twilights and shit like that. What's I'm not a that? fucking teenage girl. What's wrong with that? <sighs> I don't just read those books. I read all kinds of things. Yeah, you like the ones with the pictures, because it's easier. <sighs> I could review Scooby-Doo Apocalypse if you prefer a review. No, just go on. Review Mortal Engines. All right, so Mortal Engines. Review Scooby-Doo Last. No, whatever. No, I've got another game for no, this. No, you not no, no, just get on with Mortal Engines. Right. <laughs> so, Mortal Engines. I'm just going to quickly get the cast list up because there's a lot of new people. There's one Doesn't person matter. who does not bode well for this franchise, but mm. that's because they have a bad hit rate. Um, all right, so Hugo Weaving plays the leader of London. London's a mechanised city on wheels that essentially drives around in this in, in decimated Europe, dragging other small towns and cities into itself to turn into fuel. Ooh. Now, when they do this, they don't just burn the people and the people get burned up and die. No, the people get integrated into society and given jobs within London. Yeah, it's all a bit of a metaphor for immigration and wow. and and how how we used to exist. Wow. We're just consuming other other places. How we and, used to exist. Yeah, yeah, how we exist now, I guess. Yeah. Um, so so anyway, so yeah, so um, it's not subtle. It's not subtle at all. Um, but there are these big, vast things moving around. These fantastic big teeth, and they munch down. Nom, 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 nom. Um, and, and the key to the whole story is that uh, Hugo Weaving is a bad guy. His daughter is interested in history, so she's writing papers on history and the, the what they call the Sixty Second War, which is obviously the war in which they use nukes. No, not nukes. Quantum energy weapons. So we see a little video. Robert Sheehan. Robert Sheehan. He is what. So this is the thing I mean about bad franchise history. So Robert Sheehan was in Misfits. Do you remember Misfits, the uh, Asbo superhero program from Channel Four about no, 10, I didn't watch 15 it. years ago? All right. Anyway, so Robert Sheehan was Chaz was, bring him out in hives. He was the standout character in that, oh. and he left in the second series, well, the end of the second series, to go into Hollywood because he was going to do a load of Hollywood movies. Oh. Um, and one of the first few things that he did around 2011, it was around 2011. Um, he he starred in he starred in um, the Mortal Instruments, oh. Shadow Hunters, oh. which is now a series. Um, but he was he was a character in that who went on to be quite a big part of the part of the books and the series the books and the, there was meant to be more than one film. It had Lena Headey in there's it. There's two films. No, there's only one uh, and a series. There's two films no, in a series. There's one film in a series. I know because, like you said. Big up on my teen teen fiction. Mm. Um, so, Mortal Engines, uh, he's in it. He plays he plays the second lead, I guess. is probably the best way, to, best way to say it. So, he's a history student whose parents were murdered, mysteriously. <gasps> they died by nefarious purposes. Um, and they were both aviators. So, people that were involved in aircrafts and, and, and the idea of going to the sky. What, an aviator involved in aircrafts? Aviation scientist yeah. involved in developing ways to go into the sky. But spoilers, they're already there. There's people who live up there. Mm-hmm. Um, so the whole thing, the whole thing comes to loggerheads because a girl who, in a similar situation, both her parents were killed. She was left to die. She was down on the ground, and she was raised by what they call a Lazarus, a Lazarus soldier, which is a soldier who has his human parts put into a machine for the purpose of being the ultimate killing machine. Yeah. Um, 
And she was basically saved by him, brought back from the brink of death. And in exchange, he was going, well, sorry, to complete his healing of her because she was sad a lot and she ended up crying on the anniversary of her parents' death. He offered her the chance to be like him. No. She wouldn't remember anything, although he did like, he did remember some stuff. She was offering, she was offered that and it was like a clean slate, so she started again. Um, she's now back up on the, on, on cars moving things <clears throat> to try and fight Hugo Weaving because apparently he was responsible for her parents' death and she has the only device that can stop his master plan to uh, to do something that's going to cause something very, 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 very explosive. Um, so, I don't know, do you know much about this other than that, what I just told you? So, about the production or anything like that? Dang, I don't care. Okay, so this is Guillermo del Toro. Oh no, sorry, Peter it. Jackson. Peter he Jackson. He didn't direct it. No. Peter Jackson produced it. Yeah. So. It's directed by someone named Christian Rivers, who has also directed. He was. So he's a storyboard and special effects person, which is very, very evident because his film is beautiful. Oh, the way really? everything looks is magnificent. But there are a lot of questions raised by the choice of setting and scenes and how they present things. So. The reason they've not gone for nukes as the weapon that causes the 60-minute war, can you imagine why? Because it sounds cool. No. To do something else. So It's more futuristic to say no. something else. Um, so what do nukes do to the environment? They make it <sighs> uninhabit- uninhabitable. A good nuclear war would sort out our climate problems. So it makes it uninhabitable. But, it's, yeah, actually that's true, isn't it? Like one nuke would heal the ozone layer? No, a lot of nukes would sort it out because it would get rid of the main leading cause of destroying the environment. Us. Yeah. 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 No, it's like and the roaches sort of... would take over. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, yeah, so they, the reason they don't use nukes is because um, with this they can create a weapon that could be massively destructive but doesn't have the environmental effect that a nuke does. One of the things, one of the reasons why everything is mechanised though is because... Let's say quantum in... energy. I don't know. I don't know, it's probably like a rail cannon. It's probably just a, a projectile. That's magnetic. That's, yeah, that's what I mean. It's probably a projectile that's moved at such speed that once it does impact something... That's it causes not what everything. quantum is. That's what makes no sense, quantum energy weapon. Like, the freaking things over there isn't. And you you propel something. You you take something, like a yeah, tiny little projectile. You propel something as a quantum You stick. take something like a tiny projectile and you, you just... You, you present it with as n- enough energy... <sighs> That this tiny little thing can't contain the energy for long enough and wants to impact something, it pro- it just massive out. It wouldn't be quantum. It would. I have a problem with it that. It would if it's four times the amount of quantum. <laughs> I'm not not down with the science on this. All right, well, I don't give a fuck because <laughs> it's fucking London's got wheels. All right, who gives a fuck? Oh, I did. apartment on fucking top of everything. Yeah. Metaphors. Yeah. Um. So it's a beautiful looking they're film. just machines that are just going on and they consume all that's around them. Yeah. So it's a beautiful looking film. Yeah, that's okay. Um, aesthetically, it's very pleasing. And the central characters are interesting. Robert Sheehan was, was meant to be big because he was quite charming. Even as a chav, he was charming. Even as uh, he was an embrace, uh, abrasive human being, but he had his moments. And everything he's been in, he's been interesting. He did a film with Ben Barnes called Killing Bono, in which oh, Robert yeah. Sheehan played the brother of the band that would go on to be U2. 
So basically, Robert Sheehan played the brother. Who yeah, that's was... a different thing entirely. No, no, I'm trying to explain the projection of Robert Sheehan. So Robert Sheehan was offered a role. I don't think it matters. He's just some guy. So He's yeah, not Mortal Engines. Mortal Engines. It's you know, it's like every other teen drama romancey thing. There's hints at some romantic undertones, but they don't really come to fruition because this is the first of what I assume is a trilogy or a quadrilogy. It's like six books. Yeah. Have you not so, read them all? No. Oh, God. I told you I didn't read them. Um, this was recommended to me by a friend, actually. The guy that I watch bad movies with every Wednesday, he said that he loved these books growing up. He's a little bit younger than I am, by a year, year and a half. So he, um, he was saying he was really looking forward to it. They're not that old, are they? Yeah. Well, I'm sure the books only go back about 10 years. 10 years? He was still 18. It would still be like something that you could read. A comic. little younger than you. You I'm said he 30. was. 30. He said he was a little younger than you. Yeah, a year, year and a half. Growing up, he was reading them. Yeah? You mean when he was like, like eight, when he was an adult, he was reading them? Oh, for them. fuck's sake. Or I'm sure well, he's one of Donald Trump's kids, is he? Fucking, you know, just a, he's just a young boy, he makes mistakes in his first. All right, let's see when the Mortal Engines books were released. All right, sorry about this brief pause here, guys. Dun, 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 dun. 2002. Yeah, see, I told you. It's not that long. 2002, 16 years ago. (laughs) That's not long ago. That's a long time. That's over half my lifetime ago. (sighs) Over half your lifetime ago. Yeah. Not even half mine. Kids today, and you're being young. You are a billion years old. Um, But yeah, so it's a beautiful looking film. It's not very substance heavy, but, uh, but the main character is, let me just quickly check before I say this. Well, they did the whole thing where she's meant to be all scarred, but they gave her just like shitty no, little... No, she has like a big scar. Oh, a big scar, just no, the no, one. She, look, she's not like, she's not hideous, obviously. Yeah, it's she's a... meant to be just a mess. Oh, cool. She's the same age as me. She's fucking hot. <laughs> she's very attractive. Mm. I don't care about the scar. She is very attractive. Yeah, character's meant to basically have, like, one eye missing and Yeah, I know, yeah. Shit. Like, it's meant to be really fucked up. Yeah. But it's like, like when I say that it's just one scar, it's one scar that goes from just the corner of her eye down through her lip and then down to her chin. Oh. And it's, like, quite deep. It's not like it's not like movie scar where it's just, like, a bit of... Oh, the girl from Ready Player One. Yeah, no, it's like, <laughs> it's got a birthmark. Yeah, she's meant to be, like, you know... Did she even have that in the book? Yeah, in the book she's, like, described as being, like, Overweight and having a birthmark, yeah, and she really covers her face thing, yeah. and stuff and things. Like um, they gave her a little, eh, there's a little bit here. Ready Player One. But um, you liked that film. It's passable. It's, it's one of Spielberg's weaker films. Yeah, it is one of Spielberg's weaker films. Yeah, yeah. Look, she's not, she's not like fucking really badly scarred, but it's like it goes down like that. Oh, look at that! It's not too bad, is it? It's rubbish. It's like that fucking... Do you remember the Beauty and the Beast remake thing they yeah. did? Where it was like... What's what that called? The one where it's like, oh, he's got tattoos and scars. Oh, she looks like that in the so, Yeah, told you. It's supposed to be fucked That's up. That's fucking madness. Yeah, she's supposed to look like that guy from frigging... You know, um... You know Hank from Breaking Bad? How he looked in Total Recall? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, with his big old weird face. Yeah. What's his name? What's his actor's name? Oh, um... Fucking Hank. <laughs> his beers. Fuck's and sake, his geodes. He's <laughs> all these rocks. I know his fucking name as well. Yeah. He's in everything, man. Dean Norris. Dean Norris, that's Dean. it, yeah. Total Recall. Fucking Total Recall. He's in... Uh, Running Man. Seven. Seven, was it? Oh, yeah, he's, he's in, in seven, seven yeah. yeah. 
He's in fucking everything. Yeah, he just turns up. Uh, but yeah, more engines. It, you know, it's like I said, there's not much substance to it, but in general, like it looks nice. It's well paced. Hugo Weaving is an interesting villain, but Hugo Weaving is every villain nowadays. The only thing that I would argue with is the ending. Like, I think it's funny Hugo even keeps like going, oh yeah, I'm not interested in being in these films because they're just trash films and stuff. Yeah. They're just dumb. Things. He keeps doing them. Well, he's this the- he's got a bit more like he's got a bit more going on in terms of his. Didn't want to come back for the Avengers films, like yeah. Well, he's got a bit more going on in terms of like substance as a villain in this. Yeah, like he. I, it's not going to spoil anything to say this. He's a villain who who often. So you know how like a villain is either doing it because he feels it's justified to save people or he's doing it because he's justified on his own means. In this, he is a villain who lies to people to get what he wants and he lies to his own family, but in, he he lies to them and says it's the... It's, it's really weird. So the first level is that he's doing this because he's saying to people, this is going to be fuel that means that we won't have to eat other cities mm. and we can integrate people and we can grow naturally. Like, like they say that they do it. So there are other cities rolling around that are in other continents that are just like, there are myths around them. Mm. And he thinks that he, he tells people there's this fuel source. Then he tells his daughter that he's doing something bad, but he's doing it for the right reasons. And that's another lie. And then in reality, there's another scientist who says, you don't know what this will do. And that's because he's been lying to her and doesn't tell her that he knows what it's going to do. And then the parents of the girl who's scarred up are the ones that discovered it's a weapon, but it can be used in alternative methods. And she has the key to doing that. And she tells him she has the key. And he says, I know, but I want to use it as a weapon. So there's like multiple layers of why he's doing what he's doing. And it like, what's nice is that it's not just a case of, I'm doing this and I'm lying to one person. He's lying to everyone, including himself, multiple times in the movie. And then at the end, it just it's just a, a case of, I'm not going to reveal to anyone why I'm doing this. I'm doing this because I'm the fucking villain. I know why I'm doing this, and I'm justified in my own mind why it's I'm doing this. because he's going to have secrets for the next books. Well, no, that's the thing. Everything gets stopped. Yeah. Because there's going to be a sequel. Yeah. And there's not another one of these devices. They're not going to make a sequel to this. I don't know if it's done well enough. I haven't heard how it's done but it's perfect fodder for a trilogy and it'll be better than I mean it was on the billboard at the cinema last week and it's not there this week so (laughs) this is a trilogy that could be better than once upon a Deadpool's there though oh really yeah it got a 15 certificate really yeah yeah that was a worthwhile experiment wasn't it that's weird I still might see it (laughs) so this is sanitise it so the kids can watch Deadpool (laughs) 2 oh it's got the same certificate kids can't get to see it they probably didn't watch it they probably just went yeah um, so this would be the perfect trilogy, but the problem is it's gonna, it's cursed. It is cursed because it's a quality product. Because it's got that guy in it. Yeah, Robert Sheehan. He's just terrible. No, no, no. Um, it's a quality product, but I just, I think that it's, it's not gonna please adults as a film. None of those things work. And it's not gonna please a kid as a film. Twilight and Hunger Games are the only two of those that work. And they're all neither of those are good. No. Well, Hunger Games is alright. It's got one but good Twilight film. is bad. And that didn't really please anyone. Like, it got horrible reviews. There's one good Twilight movie, and I told you about it. It's the one where, in the background, there's just a guy there's biting a bunch of people with vampires. Vampires. There's, there's one book in the in the series where um, the bad female vampire gets away at the end of the first book, bites a guy, and says to him, you'll be my apostle, and you'll help me get an army together, and then we're going to go attack these people. And then they do it. But she just lets him go around. She's like, she's like just go feel your instincts do whatever you want and he just goes into an absolute nutcase and just starts turning a bunch of people into vampires 
And then by the end of it, he's just like, he's just like, come on, everyone, let's go fight these people. But like every so often through the film, you get like scenes where he's just grabbing a woman who's running away and violently grabs her, ra- rips her towards him, bites her neck and then throws her on the ground and then grabs another one as they're trying to run away. And it's just this violent fucking monster. And then it comes back and they're like, we're going to go fist fight some vampires. Bella going, we're going to go fist. We're going to go fist. Um, That's it. Yeah. You can't fist me. I'm a human. I'll break. So I'll turn you into a vampire fist you. Okay. It's my um, weird CG baby. <laughs> <laughs> We're reusing the effect for American Sniper. And Miss Smith. No, that was just a doll. No, it was a, it was a CGI. No, baby he has a literal doll. No, there's a CGI baby in one scene. Oh god! And it's got like a weird dark face. It's like the the, it's like the villains in Resident Evil Four. If you played the PS2 learn. version, you can just rent a baby. I know, right? They're so cheap nowadays. You just buy one. And Clint um, Eastwood should not be working with special effects. No, that guy's probably got cataracts like crazy. He's a very old man. Uh, but yeah, Mortal Engines. I don't really know what to give it. <laughs> it's I'm going to give it a Brendan Fraser. It's pretty great, but... Brendan Fraser's not a city on wheels. It's pretty great, but does it really belong? Like Brendan Fraser always belongs. When they make Looney Tunes back in action too, like they're going to be calling him. They're going to call him, and it'll be great. And when they make Passion of Darkly Moon too. Passion of Darkly Moon? Have you not seen that? No. So he's a guy, he's like, um, he's a drifter guy who, like, he was injured or something, a woman takes him in and says, oh, you know what, you can live in my barn because my husband thinks you're a bit weird. Yeah. And you can live in my barn and you'll be fine in there. And he basically just gets obsessed with the woman. There's, like, scenes with Brendan Fraser's, like, staring at her through the hole in the wall and he's having a wank and stuff. Hot stuff. To, and he plans to kill her husband so he can have her for himself. It's a great film. Yeah. It's uh, after Encino Man, before The Mummy. Oh, okay. So, yeah. It sounds like The Boy Next Door, the Jennifer Lawrence movie in which she fucks an 18-year-old and he becomes a psychopath and an invincible killer nice. all in one movie. It's pretty great. Nice. Someone gets an EpiPad in the eye. Nice. Yeah. That won't kill you. All right. So anyway, your review, Ed. <laughs> um, I don't know what to review. Yeah, you do. I don't know. Go on, review it. I haven't got anything. Just say it. Uh, oh, God, she's such a fucking dick. I don't know. I haven't got anything to review. Yeah, you do. It's right there. Oh, my Chewbacca toy. Oh, you're a fucking knob, you my little, my little Down Syndrome Chewbacca. <laughs> you're a fucking... Makes the exact same noise as regular Chewbacca. You are fucking... Um, such a knob. Shall I just review... Just Super, do it. Just Super fucking Smash do it. Super Smash Brothers is out. Ultimate. Is it Ultimate? Yeah, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. It's, it's Ultimate every right Every character and every stage that's ever been in Smash Brothers. Yep. Um, It's alright. Yeah? Yeah, it's good. You get to punch things. Um... Yeah, they've they've like there's been some little changes to it that are a bit weird. Like there's no trophies in it now, which is I can understand because the whole spirits thing is a replacement for it. Spirits is like you get your little characters from various other games and they boost up your character for the spirits mode, and you can use them in Smash mode as well if you allow it. Really? In the options, yeah, you can go in the options and allow spirits to be switched on. Um, but they don't have flavor text or anything or any information. But I can imagine there's thousands. There's like apparently there's like one thousand six hundred and something of them. Jesus. In the game, which is a lot, and I can't—they wouldn't model all those as trophies or no, anything, no. would they? Um, would have been nice to have some sort of thing, though, to see them all, like maybe a sticker book or something. Would have been nice, like cause they look like stickers; they glow. Um, could have had some holographic ones, shinies. Um, <laughs> Gone the Pokemon route. So that's that's missing. So it's losing a little bit of its like a little bit of the heart that Smash Brothers had because of that. Because I always like that. I always like this idea that you're building a collection of toys. Yeah. Um, but this one, like. It's, it's Smash Brothers again. Like the gameplay is basically the same as it was before. Some characters have been tweaked and stuff. Um, 
the villager seems to be less formidable than he was in the last one. Um, I've, I've been because I, you know, villager was my man yeah. in the last one. He was a fucking psychopath. That little villager you could decimate people with him. Um, but he, they, they've tweaked his powers. I think his power, like the impact, especially on the tree. Do you remember you could do the tree thing where you plant the tree and you yeah, yeah. plant it and if someone gets caught when the tree glows it would launch them fucking yeah. in the air. Um, but he's still cool. I think Link's been buffed up a bit. The Breath of the Wild Link. I don't know. I've been playing I'm mostly as kicking him. ass as him. Yeah, I've been playing mostly yeah. as him, but he feels the most. He feels the most um, familiar. Yeah, yeah. Like Donkey Kong feels lighter. Yeah, maybe Bowser yeah. feels lighter. I think they've sped up. It feels a little bit faster than yeah. the previous one, but um. Yeah, it's it's been really good. The, the spirits mode, the single player thing, is a nice involving. Mm. That's something that was missing from the last game. There really wasn't a single player thing in the last one, was well, there? There was. was just classic mode, and there was. There was. There wasn't really nothing like that. Nothing that well, took ages. That big story one. No, that was the um, but I suppose emissary. That yeah. was in Wii, the Wii one. Oh. Yeah, Wii U and 3DS didn't have a story mode, did they? Because um, they were worried that people would leak the entire story online. Oh, but this right. one kind of plays out like a massive, great big... It's sort of like a board game of sorts. You sort of move from space to space and beating opponents to unlock new spirits. And, yeah. Um, every now and again, you unlock, unlock a new character and there'll be areas you can't get to until you've got a certain character to open that area. Yeah. Um, things happen. Like I went to one area and something happened up the north and it made this big old light shine out of a crevasse. Yeah. And I couldn't pass it. Um. There's a couple of those fights that are a little bit hard early on. Mm. Um, I came across a Bayonetta fight that was just brutal. Um, yeah. But I managed to go somewhere else and pick up a spirit that gave me an extra bit of stamina because it was a stamina battle. Yeah. Um, and that gave me just enough to, to have a chance. Plus, I'd unlocked unlock Link by then. And Mario against Bayonetta was not a good match. No. But Kirby Link is good. fucking buffed up. He's always been brutal, Kirby. But he's like... He's worse, and yeah. like, well, he's not bad, but Kirby's whole thing is that it's practically impossible not the bastard off the map. Yeah, yeah. Same with Jigglypuff, really, though, as well. No, Jigglypuff doesn't have the fucking. They've got the same he sort has... of recovery abilities. Yeah, I know they have the same recovery abilities, but Kirby has that ridiculous smash now. B forward hold, the power up on the hammer, where oh, you can yeah. you can use the fire thing, and that's like an instant knockout at twenty five percent. It's ridiculous. Good old Kirby. He is great. Yeah. I like Kirby. Um, good thing with Kirby is they've had to, like, every time they had more characters that game, they have to keep adding more and more skills for Kirby to inherit when yeah. he absorbs people and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, there's like little tiny tweaks to characters here and there. Um, apparently, I haven't unlocked all the things there, but they've made, done stuff like they've made Dark Samus a separate character rather than a skin for regular Samus. That and, seems weird to me. Yeah, but they've, they've, their movements and skills and stuff are tweaked. Like, even Simon and Richter Belmont have slightly different movesets. Well, that's because one has a whip and the other one has a spear, don't they? No, they both have whips. They both have whips. The only character that had a spear in, um, friggin' Castlevania. Generations. Yeah, Generations. I thought it was Richter. Eric Longard. No, Richter's from, Richter's from Dracula Rex. Ronda Blood. Yeah. And he's sort of the villain in Symphony of Night. Sort of. But until you find out the truth, Shaft all along and then Dracula. Um, one of the first trophies I threw out was um, Alucard on the Metroid stage. And mm. I was like, yeah, Metroidvania, finally. Um, I haven't had the Shovel Knight trophy assist yet. And that's what I'm interested in because mm. I want to see Shovel Knight. But he's a really good spirit. Get him, get the Shovel Knight really? amiibo on there. I've got my Shovel Knight there. I chucked in all my amiibo straight away. They've got literally, I think every single amiibo that exists has a spirit attached to it. Oh, really? Because I chucked in all those Animal Crossing ones. And there's a fucking Digby spirit. Yeah. Like, um, like, and he's not like an assist spirit. He's a main one. Cool. Fucking Digby. I think that oh, I've, Digby. right now I'm just I've copied all of my um, amiibos. You and yeah, you're your faking fake amiibo I've copied cards. Copied my cards now. 
Yeah, you friggin' well, cheating bastard. It's easy to carry around. Yeah, no, you're just missing the whole point. What? I own memes. this. I own Lil Mac. I've got him in a box. It's just a card. The card is easier to carry around. Stick up your ass. I mean, I did just have it up my ass slightly. Uh, yeah, um, um, I played a bit of online and it was pretty smooth. Like some people said they've had lag problems. And day I, one, there was a lot of problems yeah, apparently. I played it yesterday and it was like fine. Like, absolutely fine. I, I didn't win my first game. I got beaten by Cloud, but it went down to, like, the last, like, it was close. Yeah. Um, I was playing as Link. Um, I should try my go-to friggin' Animal Crossing. I need to unlock Isabel. Apparently Isabel's a bit weird, and I can't get hang of the Inkling yet, because you have to recharge the, you have to refill the paint, oh, don't the you? the ink, yeah. Yeah, and if you don't do that, you're at a disadvantage, so I need huh. to get the hang of that. Um, but yeah, um, it's, it's, it's just more Smash. Just play it. It's good it's, stuff. It's more Smash, but then it's... It it's feels... Like you smash. said, it does feel different. Yeah. It's fucking good. Yeah. I agree. I mean, there are... I'm a bit weird that all the stages are unlocked from the start. I was expecting, like... Some of them aren't, are they? No, no. They're all, they're all unlocked from the start. So the characters that aren't. Yeah. <gasps> yeah, I was expecting some of the stages to unlock as you went along. Like, because you know it starts off with the character selection is just the original yeah, first Smash Bros. one. Eight, yeah. yeah, and I was expecting to do something like that, like make it a legacy thing where you unlock the GameCube and then the Wii characters and their stages to go with it. Um, and some of the older stages have had little tweaks to them, like the Mario, there's the Mario Kart one is now the Mario Kart 7 stage, isn't it? I don't think it was Mario Kart 7 before. Or Mario Kart 8, rather. Um, but I think they've done little tweaks here and there to some of the stages. But yeah, really good stuff. Why are you playing it now? You're supposed to be doing your review in a second. Oh well. Yeah, your review. Smash Brothers is fantastic. Buy it. It is fantastic. I want to just say a couple of bits before we round off on Smash Brothers. Oh, really? You're just gonna Yeah, because I'm going to throw my two cents in. I don't want to review the same thing as you in the same episode. You and you review. review, like you Brought said. the big special edition. I haven't even used I it did, yet. I did, I did buy the ultimate Fucking edition. Fucking waste of cardboard, it's good that, that you box. That. So I, I they could have fit all that in a little box. Like. I know, right? I know. It's a presentation. That looks real nice. Um, so I bought the ultimate edition. So it comes with the GameCube adapter and controller. There's been a bit of controversy. What, that girl from that always... What's, what is it the only way is Essex used to say what it's all about the presentation it's all about the presentation yeah when she got her jazzle out I didn't know about that but I want to see it now though um, yes. so when it comes to when it comes to the ultimate edition it comes with the GameCube controller and the GameCube adapter there's been a bit of controversy around that because the GameCube adapter isn't going to be for retail sale until March yeah but you can get it for like seven ninety nine on Amazon so you can you yeah. can but it's the unofficial one This the it takes two pa- like it's the two Whatever. Yeah, most of the ones I've seen have two. Are they two? Yeah. yeah, it's the same as the one that was on Wii. Yeah, but um, but exciting times. I've not played using the GameCube. Yeah, GameCube controller yet. I've played with the Pro Pad. I've been playing with the Pro Pad as well, mostly. Yeah. Um, I am I am occasionally playing in handheld mode when I'm going to my beds. Yeah. I'm snuggled up, deep snugged up. I don't want to be controller playing. I want to be just playing. I put it by my bedside and play it with a the controller. There you go. That's See? what I do. Um, I used to play Advance Wars in bed with the Wii. I play Advance Wars yeah. on my little, you know, my little RS97, mm. little emulator. I've been playing Advance Wars on there. Because you were talking about it the other day and I was like, oh, fuck it, I'm going to give it a go again. And I and I fucking love it. Mm. Um, the only thing I, I would say about Advance Wars is there wasn't it's a 3DS one. Yeah, there was. Was there? Yeah, there's two 3DS ones. No, there's DS ones. No, there wasn't a 3DS. No, there's two DS ones. Yeah. Yeah, but they yeah. work on the 3DS. So yeah, I know, yeah, I know. But... There's been Advance Wars for years because Fire Emblem did well. Mm. So Nintendo went all out on Fire Emblem. Yeah, it's a bit upsetting. There's isn't still it? no Advance Wars characters in Smash. Where's Max? I want to play as Max in Smash Bros. They have the trucks and the and the people. In yeah, there's trophy assists, but yeah. I want to be able to play as Max oh. or Andy. I want Andy. to smack people with my wrenches. Yeah, um, but yeah, fantastic. It is really, really good. It's 
um, hooked me a lot more than other new fighters have. Modern fighting games are bullshit. They've gone weird, See, right? Freaking, freaking Street Fighter Five is going to have in-game advertising from next week. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, did you see Negan's going to be? In, Negan is going to be in Tekken Seven. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure it's just a reskin of Dev Dead Rising's Frank from uh, Tetsunoku versus Capcom. No, it's a different game, but it's a different game. But it looks like an exact reskin of him, and it even has a similar move set. Mm. And it's just weird to me that that's a thing that... Just bring back Tatsunoku versus Capcom. That game was rad. Was I good. sold my copy. Got a 60 quid for that. I got quite a bit for mine as well, actually, yeah. when I think about it. I sold mine because I hacked my Wii, though. I just fucking... That was back when I was living in my student digs. So I was living in a house with a bunch of other people whilst I was doing my... Um... Must have been disgusting. It was all right. Um, it was an old Victorian house. We had, like, five rooms, so we were staying in the same place. Um, and uh, that's back when I was doing my, doing my course... Um, it was good though, but one of the things about the Wii U is that, yeah, uh, sorry, the Wii is that you could hack it so easily. So everybody had a hacked Wii in their house and they were playing like arcade games and things like that. And we had one in our communal living room on a CRT and we used to play Bomberman. We used to have Bomberman tournaments, get pissed up and play Bomberman. It was great. Bunch uh, of thieves. <laughs> but when it comes to, when it comes to Super Smash Bros., there's like, it, like I said, there's, it feels a bit like some characters are lighter than they were before. Um, some of the ultimate Smash moves have changed. Mm. So Bowser no longer just becomes Big Bowser. He now gets like his thing where he becomes Massive Bowser. Giga Bowser. And he gets to punch the screen. Mm. Um, the new characters, some of them feel really, really good and some of them feel overpowered. Simon Belmont is the only computer control character that's been beating me so far. Suck it up. I am. I'm going to beat him. pansy. I'm going to beat him and then I'm going to unlock him because he is going to be one of my new favourites. I can't wait for the Amiibo to come out for that. That's going to be cool. Oh yeah, that's the Amiibo. It's yeah. not been Castlevania Amiibo yet, has it? No. no. No, and I am. I know it doesn't matter with Smash Brothers if your amiibo comes from the Smash Brothers series, like because no, the Animal yeah. Crossing Isabel works with. Because I've got the Zelda ones, and they all work. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like it's it's the best game on the Switch. <gasps> so shit, far. we're gonna get a fucking Joker Persona amiibo. Yeah, we are. Holy shit, I'm gonna buy that. Um, <laughs> this is like I would say that this is this has been the second game that I've said this about, but it's a real console seller, isn't it? Yeah. This is like... I've got to talk to Dave and see if he still thinks Just Cause 4 is going to sell more copies than <laughs> Smash Bros. I don't know what he thinks. That just because it's on multiple formats, it'll sell more by default. I'm like, no. I've still got that copy of uh, Pokemon Let's Go Eevee to play. Mm. I haven't played that yet. No. I put that on hold because I've been playing Fallout 76, which... Oh, update on Fallout 76. Finally got some bugs going on. Holy shit, is it a mess for me yeah, now? Yeah, the game's a mess. It's real bad for me now. You know like how I played for like a whole week and I didn't get mm. any bugs? Yeah. Like, I've had enemies just floating across the screen. I've had... Yeah, I've apparently had... they've pulled a Destiny and they've made it grindier without telling people they've done it. Oh, fuck's sake, that would explain yeah. some of the other stuff. Oh, one of the things I had the other day is I set my camp near a swamp because it was like a safe-ish area, but it's close enough to like a, a generator, like a resource area. Mm. And it's close enough to like semi-high-level enemies for me to kill. So it's just like the perfect little area that, that didn't have any issues, like... I scoped it out by playing through the area several times to make sure that like, I wasn't going to get suddenly attacked by stuff. Built my house and shit and got myself all ready to go. And suddenly it's become a, it's become a, um, a spawning point for Scorch Beasts. Nah. But the game's fucked, so where you're only meant to get one Scorch Beast, because they're always like level 50, and they're always like these big, like you're meant to take them down as a group monsters. I've got two of the fucking things, because the game keeps spawning them, despite neither of them taking any damage. Suck it up. Anyway. I can beat them up. Um, and I've been playing Red Dead 2 online, which is going to be my next review! You've already done Red Dead Redemption 2. They didn't do it online. 
It's the online. Online. Online, Anne. Same thing. Online. It's an online digital service. Uh. It's a mass market. Games as a service. So, Red Dead 2 Online. Gaming. So, a long time ago, GTA 5 decided they were going to do GTA Online. Do you remember GTA Online? Yeah, I never liked it. You didn't like it? <laughs> no. What's Just a bunch of arseholes shooting you when you're trying to get on with stuff. Piece of shit. So, GTA 5 Online. Um, when I first tried to play it, back when I had the Xbox 360 version, um, <laughs> and they had the beta back then, um, I had constant crashes, I had issues with game, I would lose progress... I would spawn in weird areas. It was just a fucking mess on the 360. And then once it moved over to the Xbox One, it was a lot smoother, a lot better, and everything worked. Because I guess by then it was out of the beta, although I did play it when it was out of the beta on the 360, it still didn't really work. It seemed like a real resource drain on internet and, and servers, so it yeah, just fucked was. everything. Um, so GTA V, um, eventually I did play it a little bit more, and I didn't really feel like the shooting worked in like a competitive environment. It always, like, the reticle didn't really work, and it just... it didn't, The reticle. Yeah. It didn't feel very fun, and I just... I wasn't a big fan. I still played it quite a bit. I just... It wasn't something I was wholly invested in, so I'd go in and out. It was whilst I was playing it's a lot of... Game money really works if you're spending money. Well, no, so, it's not... Getting I, your credit I, card I, money... I would, I would say that's not true. Get your fast cars. I would say that's not true because I got given a lot of that that's money. That's all they want you to do. Yeah, I would say that's not true because I got given a lot of that money from the start by just playing the beta... Yeah. I got fucked on that cash, so I just didn't really ever need or want for anything. And also, weapons in that game, regardless of what pistol you had, it just did a bit more damage. But there were other detriments to it. They did all right balancing stuff. So one pistol, you get like the Desert Eagle, be massively powerful. But if you miss that one shot, and you'd always miss at least one or two shots, someone could get like get off a few rounds of a normal 9mm and beat you. You don't yeah. when people get off on a nine millimeter. Exactly. Uh, so, um, so that was the basis for my experience when it comes like to GTA. David like Cameron's online. micro penis <laughs> barely protrudes past his own pubes. Probably, probably. Yeah, that's why he fucked a pig. Um, do you remember that? What? Where he fucked a pig? When the worst thing one of our prime ministers do was that he might have fucked a pig at college. Yeah. And now, Theresa May's gone. Literally I'm murdering woman. people. I'm a woman. I'm going to hold up. I'm going to say that women are great. We should be in parliament. But I'm going to do that by taking the gender back 40 years and fucking us into oblivion. It's a good deal. We've yeah. got a good deal. It's a good deal. Good deal. Let it's me be clear. It's a good deal. It's a good now, deal. Now let me do my robot dance. Uh, 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 fields of wheat. Um, mm. So when it comes to Red Dead Redemption 2 Online, um, <clears throat> it is fine. I've seen boats flying through the sky. It works for the most part. Yeah. One of the things that I would say is my standard for something working has been broken by Fallout 76. <laughs> that's, that's one thing that I will say right now. When I can play a game and not disappear into the earth or, or suddenly have monsters kill me but be invisible. It's not a game I never fell through the ground on, ever. What? Battlefield Bad Company. From when I played it, from Alpha, never once fell through the floor. I had a bunch of issues. So when a game comes out games? and you fall through the floor, I'm like... Come on, dudes. I've had a bunch of issues with Battlefield games. I had a tank go into the ground. That's fine. <laughs> Tanks do that. It's <laughs> drifting down. Yeah. <laughs> they do that in real life. I had a helicopter hit a power hey, line. Man, ba- Battlefield Bad Company helicopter. was only colossally buggy, not... <laughs> I had a helicopter hit a power line, and instead of the helicopter exploding as it would normally, it stretched the propeller up and away from the helicopter, yeah. oh. and then I just suddenly landed. Yeah. Like, I'd have left. I'd like it. 
Never seen a helicopter hit a, a pylon in real life. It just suddenly lands. Yeah. It just suddenly appears on the ground. Um, so yeah, so Red Dead Redemption 2 Online, it works. Yay. Um, That's all we can ask, really, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, some good news is if you took part in the beta, um, they are rewarding players that took the time to have a go. So anyone who took part in the beta is getting $250 in in-game money, which is quite a bit. You can afford a couple of good weapons with that. And also 15 gold bars. I think gold bars are the currency you use to level up. You can't find yeah. them, but they're quite grinding. Someone say it takes ages to get them, like six hours or something to get one One of the bar. nice things are Rockstar have come along and they've said, look, we, we've we heard it's a bit grindy, we've heard this and that, and they're, they're actually listening to that and they're going to implement some changes to the game. Yeah, more monetization to make it It'll probably <laughs> See, that's the thing. You say more monetization. In the original GTA Online, the only thing you could buy were those shark cards. It would just be an amount yeah, of money. Yeah, they make a ridiculous amount of money off yeah, that Yeah, because game. people, people want to play buying it. that shit. Yeah. It's better than the FIFA random packs. Because it's not just gambling. Like, you buy those cards if you want to buy a house in the game. You buy those cards if you want a specific weapon. Mm. Or you can just earn the money by doing crimes and being a person in GTA. Yeah, doing crime. I love doing crimes. I want a game with killing and mugging. Love doing crimes. (laughs) Did you do any crimes in Red Dead? I did a lot of crimes in Red Dead. I took a guy, so... um, (laughs) I... You still tie people to train tracks. I decided, yeah, I did that nice. a couple of times. I decided that I was going to be a villain almost immediately because in the main game, I sort of kind of played it morally right. Yeah, I sort of went around and did stuff. It's and the Wild people. West. You're meant to go around giving I people know. syphilis. Yeah, I know. Um, so instead of instead of going around and giving people syphilis, I decided to play a game as just a complete villain. And in in online, I was just shooting people in the head. I was tracking down other players. I kept lassoing other players and just dragging them behind my horse until they died. That's so not nice. Just riding through the desert with someone like rolling around behind you, and every so often someone would see you and they try and shoot the rope to try and free the person, and I just shot them in the face and kept going. And it was great, good fun. Mm. Yeah, it's really good fun. But it's it, like like you say, it's it is still that same game. Still quite slow. There's a lot to it. There's a lot of. Um, it looks like the slowest game ever. It's not the slowest game ever, but there is a lot of. There's a lot of reason for the for the speed it takes to do stuff, and there's a lot of story elements. It was at the Game Awards where it just kept winning loads of awards, but Game of the Year went to God of War. God of War is so good. Yeah, God of I War keep is. forgetting that God of War came out this year. Yeah, game is of the year. Um, Smash Bros. Um, going to be next year? I don't know. Because it came not. out towards the end, didn't it? Depends when the awards ceremony is held, isn't it? Yeah. The Game Awards would give Smash Brothers Game of the Year before it's released. That's true. That friggin' shield company, as long as Reggie pulled, 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 you know, pulled money out of his wallet and gave it to Jeff. Yeah. Did you hear that Enter the Spider-Verse, despite only being out for like a week? No, it wasn't even out. It had only been screened for, for people. It came out here last week. No, it didn't. Yeah, it's out in cinema already. Yeah. It came out on the 11th. No, it's in, they've had it in the cinema for like the last week. Really? Yeah, yeah. In Woking. It's been on the thing for the whole week, since, like, Thursday. Thursday this week? No, last week. It's huh. been there for, like, the whole week. Yeah. All right. Well, I was trying to get tickets, and they said it was only out Friday this week. I don't know. Well, you're going to the wrong things. Maybe. It's supposed um, to be really good. But, yeah, it's supposed to be so good that it got nominated for some awards. Yeah. And they're trying to get it in for the Oscars. Because... I should have heard a lot of people raving about it. You see the new Transformers film has got 100% on Rotten Tomatoes yeah. right now. I've heard, like, Empire gave it four out of five stars. Yeah. So it might be all right. <laughs> it might so be... I saw one person say, it's the best Transformers movie since the 2007 one. It's like, not hard. Wait. 
That's the first Michael Bay one. That's the Michael Bay one. Dark of the Moon was 2009, 2011. No, Dark of the Moon was 2011. Revenge of the Fallen was 2009. Oh, God, that was And then there's um, friggin' Age of Extinction, which is just... uh, And then this Last Night, which is just fucking awful. So bad, they cancelled Michael Bay's trilogy of films he was going to make afterwards. Like, that was meant to be the launching point for a new trilogy of Transformers films. And it was so bad they cancelled Michael Bay films. He's still one of the one of the highest earning directors. Yeah, of all he's got time. To making adverts. He wants to make a comedy, doesn't he? He did Pain and Gain, which was all right. Nah, it was kind of all right. Yeah, there was one one joke in Pain and Gain made me laugh a lot, and that was when he's playing basketball with the local kids and getting way too into it, and one of the kids like. One of the kids has a going for like saying like you're like six foot why well, like you're five foot six, you're almost we're almost taller than you and he goes, You wanna talk like that? That's fine. I've seen how your mum looks at me. I'm gonna fuck your mum <laughs> like that. Like, I'm really gonna fuck your mum. <laughs> because he was like I'm gonna fuck your mum. <laughs> it's pretty great. Um Michael Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. Michael Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. Not a nice guy. Real bad guy. Real bad guy. Because he beat up an Asian dude. Blinded an Asian dude. Yeah. Back in his Marky Mark days. Yeah. Hey, how's it going? Say hi to your mum for me. Hey, I'm Mark Holberg. How you doing? Word to your mother. Say hi to your mum for me. Right. Hey there, go. How you doing? Say hi to your mum for me. That's a Mark Holberg thing, isn't it? That's exactly what Mark Holberg's well known for. Did you Wait, have you not seen the SNL thing? No. Okay, never mind. I don't watch SNL. Right, uh, Red Dead Redemption Two Online. It's it it is one of those games that actually falls into falls into that category that Fallout seventy six I wanted to be. It, it's a game where you make your own fun. Your fun is part of the experience of how you go with people, how you interact with people, and the actual like online tournament things. There's this thing where you have to hold a bag for a certain period of time, things like that. Just doesn't work because you get like thirty people in the match and everybody is just killing each other and no one gets anywhere near the bag. As soon as you're at that spawn point, you are forever going to be bombarded by people spawning behind you and all going in towards a centre objective. I think so old get... Holdy Baggy, that's a classic game we used to play when I was a Holdy kid. Baggy. Yeah, you just, you just run for the bag, you get all the bag. Hoop and, and stick. Yeah, you got to hold the bag as long as possible. Kids you, love it back then. you run down day. the road with a hoop and a stick. You used to play it after playing uh, friggin' Knifey Spoonie. You know, it's for kids. Yeah. 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 It's good for your health. Yeah. Anyway. Um, for your health. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I I can't really I I can't really apply a rating to it. I'm probably going to do another review later once it moves out of beta stage and we'll see what it's actually like. I'll just do milk reviews. It's pretty good. Pretty good. It's really a game where you have to make up your own mind. You know, it's it's more like an experience, like an online service. Uh, uh, games as a service. Uh, games as a service. So uh, that's is the, the end worst of episode thing. 99. That was the last review ever. How you doing? Yeah. yeah, this is the last episode. We're going to quit right before 100. Mm-hmm. Because then we've only been doing this for around 200 weeks. Mm-hmm. 204 weeks. Too long. Yeah, it's many episodes. Uh, oh, God. Imagine if 100 was the breaching point. Imagine we hit 100 and we start actually getting like a <laughs> following. Oh, no. I know, don't right? We don't want success. It'd just be like last time when we got a bunch of followers and then they all got removed from Spot SoundCloud because they were clearly fake ones or something. Oh, what? We got like seventeen hundred followers. No, that many. Oh no, sorry. We had like we had like a few episodes. We had like where we got, thirty odd at some point. We had like a few episodes where we had like 
almost 2,000 people listening because we put XXX in the title. The YouTube videos got a bunch on there. That one didn't get content ID'd, though. Which one? Weird. That triple X one. Like that one's fine on YouTube apparently. The other one where on the on the video I put in uh, Adam Sandler's face over a guy's dick as he's spunking onto Miss Marvel's face. Because <laughs> I did the review of Civil War, the porn film. Didn't yeah, I? yeah, that's fine apparently. But um, I used a poster for Star Trek Beyond on one video and that got content ID by Paramount, <laughs> and they wouldn't let go of it. <laughs> I should go back to reviewing porn films. No, that's when we were most popular. Anyway, let's fucking end this bullshit. When my character, the only trait of my character was, I would pretend to have watched a blockbuster movie, but just watch the Triple X porn parody. Yeah. That's when we were popular. It's never been a thing. Good old days. You done? Yeah, I'm done. You done? Yeah. All right. Well, you can find Anne at LV54 Space Monkey on Twitter. You can find him as the most popular mellow gaming channel on YouTube. Still? Probably. How many followers? 723. Oh, it's going up. That number is going up. Remember, guys, if you like this, you can like Anne's stuff on YouTube rather than liking our SoundCloud thing because he doesn't really care about the podcast, do you, Anne? <sighs> eh, he hates it. Hates life. Despises it. Okay, you can find me at Chris Apocalypse on, YouTube, on Twitter. And you can find us uh, yeah, on Doing, Google Play. retweeting them dank memes. Google Play. It's all your Twitter, isn't it? Dank memes. It's all dank memes. Yeah. YOLO. Kids, YOLO. It's totally on lit, fleek. yo. It's on fleek. It's yeah. on fleek. Ah, oh, I'm bringing it back. They had that last week on Digitizer. Did they? Yeah, Mr. Biffle on a skateboard being pushed along by his wife and it had like on fleek. Oh, YOLO. for fuck's sake, you stole my joke. Ageism. You stole <laughs> just... my joke. Show his oh. tattoos. Bastard stole my joke. Bronx funeral. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot believe he stole my joke about being on fleek. Mm. Bastard. Um, and also, you. Using Comic Sans. Oh, God, I even used my font. It's my professional one. <laughs> yeah. Um, as always, you can find us on iTunes and everything else. We're on pretty much every format now for podcasts. Apparently. Uh, but we don't really get any of the statistics from that, so watch us on SoundCloud or listen on SoundCloud. We are literally on everything. I've mm-hmm. been through, like, I, I listen to us on Google Play. Why? Because I've got the Google Play iTunes, uh, podcasting app now. Oh. So let's check it out. We're on there now. Yeah, that's pretty good, isn't it? Uh, Do we have any ratings? No! I'm going to rate us. Don't. It's e for everyone. It's corrupt. <laughs> it's corrupt. Fake news! Mm. Um, as always, everybody, I hope you have a good Just fortnight. Give them a kiss. See you in a couple of weeks. Um, as always, Trump fucks kids. So does uh, Jacob Rees-Moff. I like how he doesn't quite understand that he's individual one. <laughs> That's fucking making me every, laugh so much. I every think it's, time. I think it's because, you remember there was a story ages ago where he wouldn't read documents if his name wasn't in it, so yeah. they were putting his name in every other sentence yeah. to make sure he kept reading them. And because his name's not mentioned, it says it's individual one, he just doesn't have a clue. He just doesn't know. He's such a fucking He needs boring. to get um, like his, his um, daughter wife to read it to him. He needs to do anything other than be president. I hope he shits himself on the toilet. I hope also, did you see that Nigel Farage has gone, UKIP's too racist? <laughs> and he's left UKIP. Yeah. It's like, well, you kind of sowed those seeds, right? It's like, no, no, no. How do people, why can't people stop lying in politics? It's getting worse, surely. It used to be a case of people would say stupid shit all the time, and you'd be like, that's clearly stupid shit. But now people are like, oh, yeah, oh, hey, he's right, eh? 
immigrants took my money and then took my wife and then... Uh, it's because the gradual cutting of education has finally worked. Yeah, that's true, actually. The government. We've made a new Tory party from the uneducated shit masses. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Tory, Tory government wanted to do it and they've done it. Sovereignty and um, austerity actually was the first step towards de-educating the masses, wasn't it? No, no, we're talking back like 20 years. Yeah. Cutting arts from schools and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, anyway, say goodbye, children. As always, Trump fucks kids, so does Jacob Rees-Mogg, and uh, Brexit's a fucking sham. You're all cunts for believing it. You're all fucking morons. And if ever you read a book, your minds would fucking explode, as long as it wasn't written by Tommy Robinson, because there's a fucking colour in your racist flag section of that one for you. His entire book would be a colouring book. Hey, did you know that uh, 98% of racists who vote for Brexit can paint the uh, can paint the Nazi flag, but they can't paint the Union Jack? Yeah. You know, I just made that up, but it wouldn't be surprising, would it? Donald Trump can't paint the American flag. Well, Johnny, Donald Trump is a retard. Well, actually, no, that's an affront to retards, because retards are the people that vote for Brexit. Don't you so. Wait, what? Retarded means yes. slow. Is he slow? No. <laughs> um... No, sorry, I didn't mean that. Fuck it. Use okay. ableist slurs. I don't know why the word is just stuck in my vocabulary. I need to change it for something else. What's uh, what's a word for gay people? Just though? call them Camerons. Camerons. Yeah, anyway, bye. Wait, Camerons was the name of the robots in the Sarah Connor Chronicles, wasn't it? Possibly. I don't yeah, know. watch it. Did you not? No. It's actually really worth watching. Oh, God. So much better than Say Genesis. Goodbye. Oh, bye, everyone. Bye. Next, next time I'm going to review Spider-Verse. Uh, so is Ant, because I'm going to buy him a ticket. Uh.